What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 64, I believe. I never fucking know. This is not a bit. It's 65. It's not a bit. I really just never check and I do this on one take. I don't fucking care to retake anything over again. Uh, episode 65 of the No Mercy podcast. And we talk about the Will Smith smack heard around the world. The best supporting smackter last night. Will Smith, Chris Rock. We go into it heavy. We go into all the conspiracy angles of it from being possessed by the devil to this being all about Tupac, that is mine, and that is true, to this being because Chris Rock fucked his girl, and we dive into all the conspiracy side of it. Myself, Bob's Lessons, my cousin Bobby is on here with me as usual, uh, and we brought a little special guest on by the name of Bill Rupp. Uh, you guys know Bill. We'll introduce Bill at the beginning of the show. Bill is the opposite of me and Bobby. He doesn't believe in all this shit, uh, but he kind of believes in this one. So I'll let you guys listen to it for yourself. We also talked about the full Foo Fighters uh, and Dave Grohl. We talked about Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald being left off. We talked about fucking a little bit about Truth Social. We talked a little bit about um, a few other things, black conservative Twitter uh, towards the back end. But the majority of the podcast is Will Smith, Chris Rock for like the first hour 20. And then we did about 30 minutes on Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, which is crazy. Bobby fucking went down a rabbit hole on Satan with that. And the last 30 minutes, we just kind of back and did a little smorgasbord and, and touched on a little bit of everything and previewed the next podcast. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with the much awaited No Mercy podcast. We got some shit to talk about. What you just listened to was obviously, if you haven't heard this, you're living under a fucking rock. The Smack Heard Round the World last night, uh, the best Smackter Award by Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock in the middle of the Oscars. And we were actually live in our Discord at 4DBets.com uh, with myself, my co-host, Bob's Lessons. What up, Bobby? Uh, speaking of which, I got a text three minutes ago. My first official cash app just went through, dude. So, Oh, wow. Look at you. You made money gambling. You finally withdrew. <laughs> first time ever. How much money did you make? Uh, well, uh, how much money did I withdraw or how much money did I make? Well, so let's not give all your details. So, <laughs> would, yeah, let's let's yeah, just tell them the little tiny number you withdrew. Yeah, I withdrew twelve hundred, assuming I'm going to lose the rest. And you found two hundred dollars in your account. You didn't know it was there, and you started and twenty x'd it. 
Yes, I 20X'd it in a week. Yes, and you were in the gambling Discord with myself, and you guys know him very well. Uh, maybe not as much on No Mercy. He's been on here, I think, once or twice before, but definitely from the 4D Bets Discord. Uh, one of my best friends on the planet. Uh, one of the most retarded people I've ever met, and probably the only person who consistently will just check me to death and not let me get away with anything, so I'm sure you'll enjoy him being on here, Bill Rupp. And before I introduce Bill Rupp, I'd like to play a little clip from what goes on in that 4D Bets Discord when Bobby was making all his money. This is Bill Rupp in the 4D Bets Discord this weekend announcing the Duke-Michigan State game. From the elbow, passes away. Back to the kid who looks like him. Back to the top. Shoots a three. And it's good! Let's go! Let's go! There's a lot more to that. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Bill Rupp. What is up? No, I need let's go. No, no, no. No, no. Let's go! There it is. (laughs) I told Bobby, I'm like, Bill better come with let's go because that activates him. What up, Rupp? You ready to fucking talk some conspiracies? I mean, listen. I mean, what was better than watching the Oscars last night? I mean... It was, I mean, it was like a, it was a pretty boring, actually, very boring, bad Oscars up until the last, you know, half hour. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, by the way, hold on. Let me just pause here for a second. Bill, do you have headphones? Because I know, I don't know if it's going to come through on the mic. What are you using for a mic? Uh, just, I'm using their computer. Like I do on, um, on Staycation. Do you have headphones that you could put in so it doesn't reverb through? Or Bob, you think it'll be fine? I think it'll be all right as long as you don't yell into the microphone, so it won't be all right. <laughs> I never get that on uh, stay cashing. So. Okay, all right. So I think it actually we'll sounded kind of cool. It was like, "Are you ready to talk conspiracy? Conspiracy?" conspiracy. Yeah, it's like the uh, stay cashing show when we have the "Let's go" at the beginning that kind of leads in the background. So we got to spend a minute, Bill. You backed up your show on fourdeepbets.com, uh, which if you guys are not signed up, you should. Uh, we do have. NoMercyPodcast.com, or another name similar to it, uh, which will be coming out. Uh, we spent a lot of time this week, me and Bobby. We went over our game plan. Uh, Bill Rupp even gave some input. The guys in the 4D Best Chat gave some input. But we spent fucking, I don't think I slept for 49 hours. Uh, and a lot of that was conspiracy talk late at night. So we did the betting on the Oscars, right? Like, that's why we did the Oscars show, because it's a betting site. And uh, I'll pat myself on the back on this. Tommy G nails the Billie Eilish call again, Bob. My biggest award show bet of my entire life was Billie Eilish minus 200 because she had to now transform into the uh, Adele role, right? She started as little kid and then she went to Satan's puppet bleeding out of her eyes. And then she went to like Marilyn Monroe on the cover of fucking Vanity Fair. And now they need to move her into the high priestess status of Adele where she could be a Beyonce and Adele, a leader in the community. And Bill, Bobby, you didn't see it, but Let Bill, me ask didn't... you this before I kicked the bill. What was she wearing? Did she look That's where I was just going to go. That's where I was just going to oh, go. Okay. Bill, you've seen Billie Eilish before with the green hair and the fucking dagger nails and shit, right? Yeah, I mean, 
She looked, she looked normal. She looked normal. Okay. Like Bob. She had black hair straight down, done like a regular girl would do her hair. She had a, a black kind of dress on with nothing. There was nothing satanic about her whole out. Just dressed in black and sang like a pretty song. Well, I didn't so. know the other guy was – I didn't know the guy with playing the piano was her brother, supposedly. Yeah, there's – I think there's story behind that, too, when I started to do the Billie Eilish thread. And he seems talking. pretty, like, clean-cut, like, yeah, normal yeah. type of guy from only, like, the interview that I saw him. Um, very, yeah, I never knew that that was very strange. Yeah. Very strange. And that was the uh, the first big conspiracy bet is we profit from conspiracies here. The first big conspiracy bet from an award show was when the Rupp Broadcasting Network, myself and Bill Rupp, hosted the first annual 4D Bets Grammys last year. And Billie Eilish, Eilish was plus 1,500 to win the award. Remember, Bill? Beyonce was like minus 2,000 or something, right? Yeah. And then Beyonce fucking lost to Billie Eilish. And my theory was, Bob, this is the entrance to Billie Eilish. This is them introducing yeah. her to the world. Like when Adele swept the Grammys, this is her moment. They're going to make her win. And uh, pretty much nailed this bitch's fucking career and been able to profit from her little satanic fucking contest. So let me ask you this. Fun. So I bet on UFC when I watch the people come out of the tunnel, you know, I can kind of tell who's going to win. So like with the Oscars, do they allow you to bet up to when it starts? Because, like, I would look at the red carpet. Like, if I saw Billie Eilish get out wearing that reptilian shit, mm -hmm. I would go look at her odds immediately. So if she's plus 1,500, I would have hammered that. That's what I did because she was wearing – she had the green hair and the green nails. But, no, Bill, they let them – while they're on the red carpet, they let you bet on it, but not really. Yeah, a lot of the – actually, a lot of the sites got, like, stopped the gambling at, like, 6 o'clock yesterday. Yeah. For some reason, FanDuel kept it open till. Actually, until the Oscars started at eight, but then after this started, everything was taken off the board. Yeah. It's so and funny because, like, how in sports they allow live betting where the odds will just continuously move, but for some reason for the Oscars, they didn't allow live betting. Yeah, I think part of it might be because you can kind of get a gauge for who's going to win later awards based on who won the first award, yes. maybe. So I saw, Tommy, I saw uh, on Twitter actually on the sports betting side people were actually talking about it late last night mm -hmm. and um people were saying oh i got a tip that this like the, the last award that we bet on best picture that uh coda was actually going to win because they said that the writers of the foreign press were actually writing their headline before the award yeah i'm sure there's a lot of leaked information yeah like that. so they were saying coda was going to win 100 i'm getting the information when we had the other side the dog one but uh, there was no websites that had it, unless maybe some offshore or a small bookie letting. Yeah, probably something weird, maybe. Yeah, like not, but none of the majors had no. it. And, and honestly, Bob, there's a conspiracy theory, and we're gonna get to the slap heard around the world. We're gonna talk. What else, Bobby? You wanted to talk about fucking Foo Fighters, heavy, right? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to go into that heavy just because you know I think it was like God, it was probably two years ago on a No Mercy episode where I talked about how I thought Dave Grohl was the one that took out Kurt Cobain. And then when we did the COVID death draft, I, I drafted Dave Grohl like in the I don't know, yes. seventh or eighth round. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah now it's, so it's, we got it's a coming big, back around. We got a big, uh, Bobby's going to carry that segment. He knows a lot more about it. Well, the thing theme. is, it all ties in, dude. It's and all the same you're a musician. Shit. And yeah. you're, you know, it's your world, right? But yeah, you're right. Like it does tie into fucking, I'm going to go heavy on the Tupac route. Bill's going to bring it from the fucking regular person route. Like, so the beauty of Bill being on here, for those of you that don't, uh, remember the big uh, Tommy G not wearing the mask in the mall 
thing. Let me turn my ringer off. Uh, Bill was the one that was with me filming it, making fun of me, going, this motherfucker is the only person in here not wearing a fucking mask on Christmas Eve. So Bill is, uh, I won't want to speak for you, Bill, but I'll kind of lay them out. Bill's a conservative, but he's not extremely political. He's not a liberal. And everyone always goes, Bill's a liberal. No, Bill is just the common man. So the beauty of having Bill is that he will not just go for anything, even though he leans and voted for Trump and did all that. But uh, Bill, you're actually working your way over, which I think this is a very important thing to talk about before we get into the Oscars. You're working your way over a little bit from, you know, get the vax, get masked, all that, away from the COVID shit. And you're actually, Bobby, the term that Bill made up, I think is the best term for the cabal, Illuminati, secret society, whatever it is. Bill goes to me the other day after three years of me pounding him in this discord, trying to mm. fucking scream about lizard people and secret societies and all this. Bill goes to me the other day because of Kyrie Irving and the, the drama that was going on him with the mask mandate. Oh, Mayor, yeah. Mayor Adams came out and said, I want to do it, but, you know, we can't get it done yet. And Bill came to me on the discord and said, Tommy, I've just discovered something like he fucking discovered fire. Like I haven't been screaming this thing for three <laughs> years. He's like, I think there's a secret faction of government oh. behind the government in New York City. And I'm just like, boing. Right? Like, <laughs> like, okay, Bill, tell me about it. You know, not like I told you. I'm like, please, please elaborate. He's like, there's a secret society back oh. there that's controlling everything. And he calls it the faction. The so that's what we will refer to it now going forward because cabal and Illuminati are kind of buzzwords, right? Like you turn yeah. people up. So yeah. we are now referring to the cabal as the faction. Bill, tell us about the faction. I mean, we started off by Kyrie Irving, the beginning of the basketball season. He uh, let it let it be known and kind of slipped. I don't think he was supposed to say anything. That, and I think he did say this because he was mad. Someone promised him that he would mm -hmm. play this NBA season without getting the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. They were I think he slipped because he was on an Instagram live. I don't yeah. think he knew it was going to go. And uh, like you said, he let it be known that someone promised him very high up that he would be playing. Don't worry about it. You'll be playing. Keep your mouth shut. That's why if you notice right before the NBA, Kyrie, Kyrie wasn't going nuts. He wasn't yep. going out there like – picketing never never did it actually yeah. never went nuts never brought it up neither did his teammates or neither the nets did his teammates yeah. yeah um and uh then all of a sudden you know you get the mayor out there oh i don't know i'm i'm stuck between a rock and a hard place i want to do this i don't want to do this i have to follow the science he kept saying following the science and then as soon as we found out that baseball was involved in this too the mm -hmm. yankees and the mets couldn't play then Something triggered. I knew something was going to get done because the Yankees have so much pull in this in this uh, this area. Like mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the the rich, everything. So something had to get done. And again, Mayor Adams kept saying, "I, I you know, I'm I got to follow the science. Got to follow the science." A couple days later, bam, uh, baseball's back. But then I did call you. I thought it was weird that. The press conference was at City Field, the mm -hmm. home of the Mets, mm -hmm. instead of the Yankees. Yeah, and that's where we have a conspiracy, Bob. And I don't know if we talked about this too much. Like, again, we literally stayed up. I, well, I personally literally stayed up for 
70 hours, 60 hours in the Discord for 55 of them. So uh, Bill Rupp went to sleep and woke up and I was still on the mic two separate times. So uh, so I was in there the whole time, but I mentioned it on there and I tweeted about it, that there's a conspiracy behind that too. So for those of you that don't know what Bill's talking about, the uh, Yankees and Mets, all of a sudden, you know, baseball was in a little strike and they came out of it. And then all of a sudden the next day, Bill, we're just like fucking, wait, what? A news report breaks that Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Garrett Cole, all the Mets players that are unvaccinated aren't going to be able to play in home games. And we're like, wait, what? Like Kyrie, how did they not fucking know about this? And Bill was adamant from the gate, the Yankees are going to get it fixed because they're the fucking Yankees, right? So there's a whole nother conspiracy behind that here, Bob, because you know me, what do I always follow? Yeah, you follow the money. I mean, I always follow the money. So it was the same thing with... Yeah, it was the same thing as uh, SEC football, dude. Like, I mean, that's why, like, it was a big deal down here. Like, you think SEC football is going to cancel their games, you know, because of COVID? I mean, they were the earliest as far as sports other than the UFC that was kind of mm-hmm. pushing back against some of these mandates. But, like, even with the Kyrie Irving thing, it almost seems like now they're sabotaging people that are not getting the jab. Like, okay, so Kyrie Irving, they ship off James Harden. They're not letting him play in home games. And with Aaron Rodgers, they just sign him and then ship mm-hmm. off his wide receiver to, to Las Vegas. It's, it's unbelievable. Another conspiracy behind that. Yeah. I mean, like literally everything is a conspiracy now. The beauty of it is it's flowed heavy into Well, sport. another thing was, I know you are telling me, and I saw it, that uh, Kyrie wasn't allowed to like sit with the teammates, but he can sit unmasked like two rows behind them. Yeah, right, Bill? He was allowed to fucking sit. In the first row, he was allowed to fucking well, play, yeah, we, the, play the next day with the team. He was allowed to be in a locker room the next day. He was allowed to be on a plane the next day. But he's not allowed to be in the locker room at home, and he wasn't allowed to play at home. Yeah, we saw him at the Duke game. Yeah. Uh, uh, in MS, At the Garden, unmasked and everything, and uh, <laughs> sitting in front row. And then the next day, he's sitting front row. At the game, but he's not allowed to sit on the bench. <laughs> but he's Just the seat the next bench. to the bench. But he can sit in the seat next to the bench that he had to pay for himself. And he's not allowed to go on the court and play, but he's allowed to go on the court and celebrate and high five his teammates, which and he did four times. Made it into the locker room. That's why they got fined. <laughs> yeah. So there's conspiracies theories around all this. But the big thing for me, Bob, that I loved about the fucking Yankee thing, uh, once we realized, holy shit, the fucking baseball players aren't going to be able to play at home. And that's outdoors. So I know Bill thought that might be the out, right? Like they want to keep Kyrie sitting because he's a flat earther and he's a fucking weirdo. But they'll let the Yankees and them play just by saying it's outdoors. But all of a sudden, Bill tells me it's at City Field. And I'm like, City Field? What? That's the Mets Stadium for mm-hmm. those you guys that don't know. And I'm like, why would it be why wouldn't it be a Yankee Stadium? Why would you do it at a stadium anyway? You should be trying to hide this because there's a lot of fucking public workers, government workers, firefighters, cops, all these people who got laid off. Because of this mandate, now you're allowing athletes to play. You shouldn't be making a circus around this like it's a party. You should be kind of just slipping this in and keeping it moving. And he did it at City Field. So I started doing some digging, Bobby. The owner of the Mets is Steve Cohen. You probably even know that name. Billionaire mm-hmm. Steve Cohen. Okay, he owns a station called Sirius XM. Yep. So technically, I was actually fired by Steve Cohen right, for stuff I was saying conspiratorially <laughs> on the radio. It so. all comes back to you somehow. Yeah, it yeah. always circles back to me. You I am the center. Well. I'm the- Tommy G's the, the Howard Stern. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like Howard Jr. Tommy invented everything, and it all involves him. I mean, listen, just the, the fact that it all ends to me, I mean, listen, debunk it. So uh, so yeah, so obviously, and honestly, you could argue Steve Cohen might have got me kicked off Twitter. He's a fucking billionaire. He's a powerful person, friends with all these guys. But Steve Cohen 
was the number one contributor to Mayor Adams' campaign in oh. his campaign run last year, donated $1.5 million and got friends of his to donate more money to the campaign run. And then Mayor Adams, all of a sudden, after six oh. months, changes the law. Firefighters got fired. Police officers got laid off. Kyrie Irving couldn't play all year. And all of a sudden, once your big donor comes in and needs a favor, not only does he change the rule, but he does the announcement in Steve Cohen's team stadium. The Mets. Does announcements at fucking City Field. Don't forget that he says he was following the science and he was going to let the science make the decision. But yet the day he made the decision... COVID cases were up in New York City 30%. Mm -hmm. Yep. He actually actually said he was following the science and then made the decision as COVID was spiking in New York. So all bullshit. We'll get into that more throughout the year uh, as more things come on the sports side, but really want to get into uh, the Oscars and what happened and why I think this is all Tupac's fault. But we uh, will get into this now. And Bill is our TMZ resident. Bob, the nice thing about having Bill here is he watches like the view and shit like he's retarded. Oh, that's the best part, though, because you need that. Like, I want to know what the uh, what the common person's reaction to the slap was, you know? So, yeah. So for those of you that don't know, you're ret- I'm not even going to explain it to you. Fucking Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. And we're going to break it down. And we're going to hit it from every angle. I have some theories. Bill has some theories. Bobby has some theories. And then there's a couple other lingering ones out there, some which may be, you know, a little possessed by the devil, which I'll address. And some of them which are, you know, Bill Rupp saying he thinks Chris Rock fucked Will Smith's wife. You know, everything in between. So we're going to break it all fucking down for you right here. He had an entanglement. And an entanglement, yes, as they refer to it as. So, uh, so Bill, what are the common folks saying right now? Let's start with you. Uh, they're all shocked about how everybody was rallying around Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I noticed so, that all the all the especially the black women who host all the after shows were going crazy uh, supporting Will Smith. Yeah. So, but I think that was the initial reaction last night, mm-hmm. and then I think a lot of people changed their reaction this morning. It so looks those like- people. People who made the reaction last night that they were supporting Will, blah, 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 are all are all gone now. They're not around. Right. And the people who are saying, well, I can't believe they were, you know, that they're supporting him, blah, blah, blah. Something has to happen. Uh, you sh- can't do that. Now everyone's saying that, you know, why were those people supporting him? And why did he get a standing ovation and everything else after the slap? Yep. And, and it was weird. The other thing, Bob, too. Um, you did exactly what Bill said. Like last night you saw, you tuned into the E show, right? Because listen, Bill, Bill wants that shit. I don't watch that shit, right? Unless Bill's watching it, then I'll watch it because he's watching it. Because I want to know what the fuck he's screaming about as he's sitting there going, look at this girl's tits. And I can't, <laughs> and I fucking don't know. No, so I just end up putting on all this. Fucking- this same guy that watches Island Boys live streams on TikTok. <laughs> well, guess what Joy Behar today, her first thing was about the Oscars. That the Island Boys did it? No, that they were tits everywhere. <laughs> she said that they, every every woman had their tits out. Mm-hmm. It was insane, and she was right. Jesus yeah. Christ. It wasn't even, like, classy. Like, the last award show we just watched, what was the last one that you made us all watch? Grammys? No, though there was uh, the, there was People's Choice, and then there yeah, was yeah. the one the right before the Oscars. <laughs> Weren't y'all debating a nipple slip? Like, somebody had a nipple no, slip? No, there was a nip slip. Venus no, Williams last had a nip slip. Yeah. 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 And they went. They went to fucking uh, to like a black screen, you know, or Oscars logo. The Oscar screen, screen yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. This but, um, is so this whole thing is so fucked. We're gonna dig into it. And and that's that's the thing, because this was also the first uh definitely the first Academy Awards, I think the first major award show that was actually directed by African Americans. Hmm. So there's two black guys who actually directed it. So I know Stephen A. Smith went nuts and he was like, This is a disgrace. This is, should have been a moment for the black community. For you know, Bond, we got two African American men going on stage, two black men looking like hoodlums, you know, and doing all this stuff, making us look bad. Like, and he and he was going off on it. And there's a there's a lot of polarizing opinions, especially in the black community, about what went on last night. But Bob, I, I know you have a bunch well, of things you want to say on this. Yeah, the the first thing that comes to mind with me, and I've I've talked about this a lot extensively because I, I talk a lot about comedians and how important comedy is is I feel like there's been a war on comedy for a long time, right? And so the great Patrice O'Neill always said that jokes, that every joke comes out of the same birth, right? It's all birthed in the same manner. And the risk you take when you roll the dice is, you know, is it going to be funny? Is it not going to be funny? Is it going to offend? Is it not going to offend? But we always fight for a comedian's right to tell the joke. Now, to some people, that G.I. Jane joke might have been funny, and to Will Smith it might not have. But I've seen fucking roasts on Comedy Central where, like, you know, Amy Schumer uh, makes fun of Steve-O's dead friend, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, the jokes get fucking gnarlier and gnarlier. And to me, on the scale... Leonardo of, DiCaprio gets called a pedophile at every yeah, award dude. show, including this one. They were talking about how his girlfriends aren't even 17. So on the surface, it's like, I feel like they're trying to kill comedy. Like, I feel like, you know, because that's the biggest threat to everything is the ability to tell a joke. But, um, you know, the on a deeper level... I definitely thought that it, it had a mafia hitman slapping mm -hmm. a hitman type feel. Like Chris Rock's a made, like yeah, a made yeah. man. Yeah, Chris Rock. I like when you said that last night. That was a, that was a good. Yeah, it, like for example, yeah, like in the movie Casino, like if Pesci slapped fucking De Niro, that's that's kind of like what what happened here. And you know, nobody stays popular this long without having to owe. So Chris Rock's a made man of comedy. Will Smith's a made man of entertainment. And what you saw last night were two made men in this elite society going at it. Whatever internal struggles going on, however premeditated the smack was, I, I do firmly believe now that the smack was 100% authentic. Now, whether Will came there with the you know predisposition Intent. of doing that is probably what we're going to talk about. But I mean, dude, this is like a really big deal, and I'm interested to see what happens. But we talked all the t a time about occult humiliation rituals, and you know, you know, this is this is probably Chris Rock's biggest humiliation ritual that he's going to have to go through. We've seen it with a lot of actors, you know, Kanye West, Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus. You know, at some point they're going to get humiliated on a public stage, and whether and it's wearing a dress or yeah. whether it's yeah, right, I think this is Chris Rock's humiliation. You know? I mean, Snoop Dogg went <laughs> through the, smacked. yeah, this is one of the things I think kind of ticked Bill. Cause Bill's not, I, I don't want to speak for you, Bill, but like you're, you're believing like that you believe in the faction, which is important. And you believe in like the Satanism stuff. I just don't think you go as big into it as me and Bobby. Right. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. Well, so I know there's a take? faction. No, there's a faction now. Somebody calling <laughs> New York city and they're just because. No, I mean, the mayor's complete idiot and everything he's saying is not making sense. So I like to see things first as they unfold and then look into it and see what's going on. But everything he's saying is contradicting himself. And I'm now, like you said, with Steve Cohen, I love Steve. Yeah. Um, Fuck Steve. Love, love what he's doing. I'm a Yankee fan, but I love what he's doing with the Mets. 
Um, I just like everything that he does. He's not afraid to spend money. He's always on Twitter. Um, and uh, I think he's one of the people now, like you said, who's running New York City. You think he's you think he's deep in the faction? Well, he he made a he, he got in. He bought the Mets, which isn't easy. Right. You know, we saw another group, J Lo and and then A Rod try to buy them also, and that was pushed aside. You know, you not anybody. A lot of people don't know. You can't just buy a sports team. Like if you're a billionaire or a multi, you can't just. But you have to be approved by the other owners in the city and everybody else. So only certain people get approved to buy these things. And the funny thing, Bob and and Bill, going right back to what Bill just said there, J Lo and A Rod are straight cabal, right? Like they're yeah. straight faction, right? So. They Steve Cohen just blew past like J Lo and A Rod were like we want to buy the Mets and they were just like no him and that's you know? what I'm saying you know it's like we always say like okay who's controlling New York City I remember asking that in the Discord and we're always saying it's somebody that you at least expect right because like if you think we even said like J Lo you know Jay Z like they're, they're the puppets one. but but when you see that you're like oh my god they're puppets when you're hearing people like Steve Cohen who from what I remember was involved in that GameStop short squeeze too. He I was. He was involved in the Redskins thing. He was involved in pretty much everything. Yeah. So <laughs> if he has the ability to move the needle on all this, he, he, I guarantee you, he was involved in Robin Hood. Um, you know, the controlling. You know, I remember like not being able to invest in GameStop and the. You know, right. like he was manipulating the market. Like these type of people have. You know, can control the markets when you have that kind of power. Like that. That's beyond anything. Yeah, and and so Bill with the uh, the. Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock thing. We all, me and you thought it was real right when it happened. Um, I think you wavered a little bit back and forth. Uh, I was like all in real just because of what Chris Rock said. Like after he got smacked, the way he talked, how he stuttered, how he was shook, you know, that kind of look in his eye. I've been fucking snuck before and I've fucking smacked people before. And that's usually the fucking reaction. It's shock. You're not like a man or a bitch or anything. You're just like, what the fuck just happened? You know, and that was the moment kind of for Chris Rock. But what do you think, Bill, the reason behind that was from, from a non-conspiracy? Because I'm about to break this shit down from fucking going back 25 years to well, say like, that that's what this is from. Like you said, there's, I mean, uh, there's obviously a history. Um, I'll break that down. Yeah. Between them. And um, obviously Will Smith has some lingering ghosts that we just don't know about mm -hmm. um, what, what they are, what, where they're coming from. I don't know. Um, he's an A-list actor out there. Uh, and you don't usually see stuff like that. That's why everyone was like saying that was it fake, blah, blah, blah. You know, you kind of seen them lean in a little bit. We weren't sure. But then once you saw the faces and then him, Will Smith really yelling, like, that's when we knew that it was real. Um, but, yeah, he uh, supposedly, um, they had, like you said, the 2016 when, when he hosted the Oscars. Um, there was a joke made about Jada. So, also. I mean, just tell what that is and I'll kick right back to you. In 2016, Chris Rock hosted the Oscars. This is the first thing I jumped on right after the fucking smack. I started digging, like, on the Discord. We were digging till 5 in the morning. Um, Chris Rock hosted the Oscars. In 2016, I don't have the article in front of me, so I'll, I'll just paraphrase it. But basically, that's when Will Smith did the movie Concussion. You remember that, Bob? Like the concussion movie that Will Yo, Smith yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went snubbed. away quick, by the way. Yeah, well, he didn't even get, a, get nominated. 
Like everyone was certain he was going to get a nomination. He was certain and he got snubbed and he didn't get nominated. So he wasn't nominated for anything at the Academy Awards. I wonder if Steve and Cohen bought them. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so he didn't, he didn't get nominated. And the funniest part of it, it was right when the BLM bullshit was going on. So Jada Pinkett Smith came out, Bill's, Will's wife, uh, and said, we're boycotting the Oscars because of Black Lives Matter, because there's not enough black representation, this and that. And everyone's like, shut up, bitch. You know, like, that's not what you're yeah, doing. Like that's he, not why you're your doing Your dude it. played Ali. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and fucking Chris Rock came up and made a joke, Jada Smith boycotting the Oscars because of Black Lives Matter is the same as someone uh, saying they're not going to go to a party they were never invited to. Right. And that got a lot of laughs. And then because he was the host, he had multiple shots. He kept taking shots at him that Will Smith wasn't nominated, that Jada Pickett uh, was a clown. Like, and he kept doing it. And there was a big fallout after that where Will Smith and Jada were pissed the fuck off. And they had some beef with Chris Rock. So there was a backstory to this um, from 2016. And then Chris Rock came out with the balls to fucking go right at her head again in that situation. So, Bill, you thought he should have done what he did. Listen, I don't listen. They're they're they've known each other for years. Uh, Chris Rock was even on Fresh Prince of Bel Air mm-hmm. on a, a a few episodes. So like they knew each other in the '90s, and they knew each other, and obviously both huge, you know, in their world. Stars, yeah. Um, but supposedly uh, Jada and Rock worked on a movie together. I don't know. It was like a um, voiceover movie, a child's movie. I don't know if it was Madagascar, some type of movie like that. And supposedly they uh, slept together. Mm. That's what people were saying on The View today. Mm, and, that's uh, The View, Bob. The View. That's where you got to get the, t- the best information. I'm, I'm watching the wrong shows. <laughs> and uh, yeah, supposedly they might have had a romance. And then again with that 2016 and then with all this stuff that Will Smith is just dealing with in his head, demons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, demons, he, uh, Bob. He said demons. He just, he just snapped. And listen, if you were joking, jokes are jokes, you know what I'm saying? But when you make fun of somebody's family, what I think, and it's because of a medical condition. Now, you say medical, it's her hair. Tommy, a big thing you said yesterday, oh, Bill, it's her hair. Look at fucking TikTok, Tommy, and and Instagram. These girls are changing the littlest thing on their face. They're putting filters Every they're extending their eyelashes. They're doing everything. They're changing their earlobe size. Yeah. So the hair to a woman is probably one of the most biggest insecurities features. Yeah. And she did it live. She made it known to everybody throughout the world. You said it wasn't a big thing, but it was. She went on Instagram live and shaved her head mm. in front of the whole world. And made a big deal about it that she's in, you know, she's feeling insecure about doing it. She's going to do it, put it out there to everybody. This is what she's battling with. And like I said, for a woman actress, I mean, who's, she's beautiful. Well, you know. Yeah, she's um, very pretty. Her hair is very important to her. And for him to make fun of that, uh, Will Smith, we saw Will Smith laugh at the joke. It was like a laugh, like. I'm gonna fuck you up, laugh. Like, like I don't think it was. I don't Looking know. Into, I, don't, yeah. I think you're wrong. I, I, I don't. I, don't, either. I do not. I think you. I have a theory on what went on there, so I don't. Wanna, I don't want to spoil. You it. You never had somebody say something disrespectful and you laugh, knowing that like it, at some point you're gonna. Fuck but that wasn't it. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, you could see in his face that that wasn't that occasion. No, it wasn't. So, like, like but then you saw her, like, kind of off to the side, and her face it was, was very like, different. Because she just went through all so of he's it. like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have laughed at yes. that joke. Now yeah. I have to overcompensate. Yeah. I'm I'm, listen, I'm going to break it all <laughs> down. But I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to fucking lay it out. Fucking step frame by frame what happened there because I know exactly what happened. Like I said, I think the 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 relationship that they both had because you know Chris Rock to say something like that, uh, knowing he knew yeah. that he has a hair problem, obviously, and he, he knew knows, he had an Oscars presentation problem yes, with them. And he knows that he's not the host. He's getting like thirty seconds to make a couple jokes. Yeah, you get twenty five seconds, and you use ten of and them he's going to refire that fire. That's so all. This going is after her, and I think he felt comfortable enough because they had slept together. And everything else, and he must have thought that Will Smith was a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I think he thought Will was, Will was a bitch and wasn't going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, it almost seems like a double humiliation. This reminds me of that's what I was going to say before. Yeah. That this is a double humiliation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's two made men jostling for position on the pyramid, you know, structure here. But um, this kind of reminds me. Remember when Jim Rome had uh, what was that Everett? linebacker on or whatever and he kept calling him chris everett and yes. the guy was like call me chris everett one more time mm-hmm. and jim rome called him chris and then the guy reached over jim the everett jim went everett after him. just yep, tackled went after him, him. yeah like awesome. it's the same thing like with chris rock it's like okay yeah make fun of my wife one more time but it almost seems like what you're saying like jada pinkett activated will like yo like that's not cool and so then you're saying he changed his tone after uh the, totally, uh, the goddess totally activated him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. she's like and the uh, Jizzleine. You know yeah. You know what's fun? Well, I mean, really, I mean, it's and and I was kind of briefing Bill on this, right? I think I think the point when Bill got into like a little bit, like you know, when I say Bill got into it, it's because he was zero percent of anything. Then it's, I mean, everything. It's not even me pounding on him for five years. It's they're making it so fucking obvious right now that even fucking Bill Rupp is going, what the fuck? Remember that reward show we watched, Bill, when there was fucking demonic shit and people scissoring on the stage? Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. Bill was even like, what the fuck is this? Like, it gets to a point where you can't even, even Bill can't fucking say that this is not going on, that these people aren't satanic on some level. But, I mean, this is, this basically breaks down to most of the fucking couples in Hollywood. Like, think of all of them. Like, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Right. When you first think of that, you think Jay-Z is bigger than Beyonce. And then all of a sudden, Beyonce's just bitching around Jay-Z. Like Jay-Z's a fucking bitch. Beyonce's the queen. When you look at Hillary and Bill, when you look at fucking Jada Pinkin and Will, when you look at all these couples, these cabal couples, they're all female dominated. You know, like the women run the industry. Even like when you look at Oprah and her little fucking what's that kid guy's name? Bill the fucking Stead, Stedman. Stedman, little fucking nerdy fucking white guy. Serena's dating this fucking completely nerdy fucking white guy. They're always it's always the female alpha. So I think in situations like Dwayne Wade and uh who's Dwayne Wade's wife, Bill? The the cute black girl from the fucking uh from, um, from the show. Um Fuck. Yeah, forget his Whatever name. her name is. Yeah. I thought is Dwayne Wade would. Union something Union? Yeah, Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union, yeah. Gabrielle yes. Union. So you'd think Dwayne Wade's the alpha professional athlete. Gabrielle Union was just a cute girl in a lot of sitcoms and movies. Gabrielle Union runs that fucking house. Like, it's amazing the videos that came out on that. So Jada's kind of like that. She is the alpha. She is the king and the queen. And Will Smith is her little fucking cuck bitch, Bob. 
Well, I just think it's in most relationships where a dynamic is established one way or another. But in these relationships, and I have a friend who's kind of like this, where he got married and he was like super conservative, but like I'm looking at pictures on Instagram of his kids and they're all dressed like wacky ass fucking libtars because, you know, the wife controls the fucking nest in that relationship. But mm -hmm. with all these elite couples, it seems like, you know, like even with the couple and I know Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Epstein weren't, I don't know what they're you know, physical relationship was, but it seems apparent in that relationship too, that she was kind of holding all the cards. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it seems to always be the, the woman and it makes sense. You know, the demonic kind of woman fucking, uh, the woman is the seducer, you know, like in Satanism, that's the most, more, more powerful. But, um, so Bobby, give me your take, um, whether it's, you know, conspiracy symbolic before I go into my breakdown. Uh, yeah, what well, is your take on what happened and anything you think is crazy? I know that you're going to talk about this a lot, but, one of the things that was weird to me is he kept trying to say the word protect in his yes. in his uh, acceptance speech. I have to I, like, why do you feel like you have to protect Venus and Serena? Why do you feel like you have to protect? Why do you feel like you have to be a protector? Who are you protecting them from? And it kind of had like Kobe Bryant esque kind of like vibes to that. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is that similar to Kobe Bryant, uh, Will Smith was really obsessed with alchemy. He even mentioned it in his books. Um, he I know he mentioned that he had taken ayahuasca and he was he had some spiritual guide with him. Um, he was a big Scientologist. Uh, John Travolta, who's like the Scientologist fucking king, um, handed him the award. You know, like the other, you know, the other thing is like Will's done everything that you could possibly, everything we talked about on previous episodes, including pimping out his kids. Um, I remember making out with his kids everywhere. Go to YouTube and search. Yeah. Will Smith mouth kiss son, and you will see a five minute highlight reel of tens of times where he's just taking him by the face and tonguing him, French kissing him to the point where there was another interview with Jaden. Bill, have you seen those? Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's gross. And there's an interview with Jaden where Jaden, they ask him, like, why did your dad do that? He's like, I hate it, dude. He does it all the time. And they're like, it's not just when you're on TV. He's like, no, at home, everywhere. And it looks like rapey. Like, yeah. he's trying to rape him in interviews, and he's trying to emasculate him in interviews. So, like, that's some fucked up shit that goes on with that dude. Yeah, I think he's weird. And, you know, I also remember, like, they're historically known, Will and Jada, for, like, having basically this, like, offhand parenting technique where they don't tell their kids what to do and the kids can just, you know, have carte blanche to do whatever they want, which is, mm -hmm. I always thought was really strange. It's basically like handing your kids over, you know, to demonic entities, in my opinion. But, um, you know, the the main thing with me and is... And, and, and it, this is why it crosses over to everything. It crosses over to Dave Grohl, it crosses over to sports. When you deal with alchemy, which all these people do, um, all it is is about channeling energy to get an edge. Like in sports, your edge, you want, you know, physical and metaphysical power. So you take steroids or whatever you can to make yourself physically stronger. And in arts and entertainment, it's about that metaphysical, spiritual, you know, finding that creative part. And so that's the, the alchemy that they dabble in. Will Smith has talked about extensively that he was a big fan of it and in, in how he wants to take everything he does. Because like the big thing with alchemy is you can basically like, you know, you can create gold, you, you know, using all these different um, methods, you can create something that was not there. And so that's their big thing is about that metaphysical spiritual advantage and the problem is when you dabble with that chaotic lower magic stuff 
um, dark energy comes out. And so that's why I think this like chaotic fucking devil. And even the the one thing I want to say, and I'll kick to you is that he said in his speech that Denzel Washington backstage said, Hey, be careful when you're at your highest point. That's when the fucking devil comes out. Like he said it to him. That's when the devil comes to get you. What did he, what was the exact line, Bill? Do you remember? That's when the devil comes to get you or that's yeah, when he says devil- when you're on top, that's when, you know, that's when the devil comes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've talked so much about this proverbial, you know, selling your soul to the devil, but realistically throughout Will's career, I feel like, you know, he's had this like chip on his shoulder <sighs> that, you know, he needs to, uh, it's like a, it's like almost like a Napoleonic syndrome complex, you know, where, where, I think he was doing ev- anything he can to get an edge on somebody, you know, including Chris Rock. Like, obviously, Will's got a lot of, uh, uh, you know, he's got um, a lot of uh, insecurities. And I think that kind of all manifested itself uh, on this award show. But I, I do think that there was some premeditation to it. So what I'm going to do now, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of land over for a second, I'm sending you both a link. So check your text. Turn the sound off on it so it doesn't come through in the video. But I want you guys to also do this at home. Uh, go to YouTube and search Willow's 19th birthday party. Okay. Willow is Will Smith's daughter. Um, that you guys can watch it like without the sound on while I'm talking here. Cause I want you to see your reactions. You don't need to fucking actually be listening to it. If you see the fucking demonic birthday party, the ritual party that they threw for her for her 19th birthday. I mean, it's a fucked up shit. Oh, and this right? is like on his account too. It's not on just like, Oh yeah, no, yeah. this is, they interviewed, they're talking during the whole thing. You can see Will Smith's fucked up at the end of it. This is actually the thing that I can't find the other video when Will Smith was dressed as Moloch, right? The fucking, the, the satanic symbol. Um, and he got all fucked up and was talking about sex parties. So it was the after party to Willow's 19th birthday party because they were in the same costumes all fucked up later in the night. I just can't find that one. But uh, check this out while I talk and you guys at home. Willow's 19th birthday party. Tommy, I was right. It was. They worked on Madagascar together. Um, her and um, Chris Rock. Uh, and I think there were three of them. Three of those movies. So not only just the one time, they worked together a lot. And then we know the other thing about Will Smith and Jada is that they have an open relationship and they're swingers. They've been public. And yeah, about- and that's why he's saying that, you know, he had a relationship with her behind Will Smith's back. And probably another reason why she got pissed is because like, listen, we, you know, we, we had a relationship, but we ended cause I'm really married. And you know, why are you coming after me? I guess she was real pissed. And the other and, thing is too, I don't, you should Google too, Bill, you should check this out too while you're hunting around the internet. Um, this was a while ago. It was in the nineties. So a lot of people don't remember. We all grew up thinking Will Smith was gay. Like everyone always thought because there was this huge story that was spread by everyone back then that real, it has validity to it, that the reason Will Smith's first marriage ended and he ended up marrying Jada like two years later was because he got caught in bed with another dude. And it's another actor. I forget the guy's name, Tay something or whatever, but he got caught in bed and had a fucking was fucking another fucking male actor. So that's that's kind of how this all started. So. Anything else you guys wanted to add on this before I go on a little tangent? I'm looking on this video, dude. Like, I think her birthday cake was a bunch of mushrooms. She looks like she's tripping on fucking acid, man. Yep. Yep. And you can see by the end of it, you can see Will is definitely fucked up. But the lighting has like a a comet ping pong fucking Mm -hmm. uh, type vibe to it. Little girls in the room going, ha 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 ha. Like, it's just, 
it's fucked up dude yeah. that's like that's a birthday party okay um so here's the thing i want to play something for you first so i'm going to tell you something about why this really happened in my opinion what the i think there's one of two reasons i think will was he possessed Literally, we talk about the dark magic and the fucking evil and darkness. Even Bill said it seems like he has a fucking, like some sort of weird demons or spirit. Right, Bill? Yeah, something's attached. Something's, he's fighting with something in his head. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's one side of it that it could have been like, like he just fucking blacked out. He almost got like possessed for two minutes, went up, fucking smacked him, came back. Because he was crying after he hit him. That's the thing that no one realizes that they were talking about afterwards. The people who were there sitting next to him were saying it. Once they went to commercial, Will Smith was crying in his seat. Yeah, so but not because of Chris Rock, though. He wasn't, and he didn't even apologize to him. No. So he's not, he wasn't apologetic. He didn't apologize. He Supposedly, can't. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, whatever you want to call him, whatever his name is now, uh, got them together after when P. Diddy came up and said, we're going to squash it or whatever. Supposedly, last night after the Oscars, he got them all together and they hashed it out. That's what he says this morning. I find it interesting that P. Diddy is the one that's going to amend this thing. Uh, P. Diddy was also in the middle of another big beef between two really famous people. Oh, yeah. Biggie and Tupac. Now, let's talk about Tupac. So this, I'll tell you exactly what this fucking is. This is so clear to me. I'm 100% on this. Like that. this part of it. Will Smith, for those of you that don't know, we believe killed, I say we, not Bill, maybe. I don't know. I'll ask Bill. But me and Bobby believe, and there's a lot of people that believe, that Will Smith killed Tupac. Okay? Whether it was the faction that killed Tupac because of Will Smith. Oh, wow. Or whether it was Will Smith doing it by himself. But Will Smith, I believe, was way more integral into the death of Tupac than Biggie. Bobby, you're on the same page? Well, yeah. I always say who benefits the most from the deaths. Right. Um, Obviously, Biggie didn't. Okay. Of <laughs> uh, Biggie didn't make it too well after that. <laughs> Suge Knight didn't. Apparently, you know, he had his thing. Now he's in jail. And Will Smith is worth $250 million. Right. So, Bill, do you think uh, Will Smith killed uh, Tupac? No. I <laughs> so so here's, here's what happens. Okay. So you got to take it back 30 years. Jada Pinkett Smith and Tupac were best friends jada pinkett smith was a little hood rat slut just like from it right j-lo same thing bill right fucking jenny from the block banging all the rappers mm -hmm. yeah they're all pigs right they were just getting passed around they were little sluts eh, talented cute all that but they started off as little kind of hood rats so jada pinkett smith was like that um she was obsessed with tupac she didn't like tupac she was head over heels soulmate level obsessed and she used to tell that to everybody everywhere Okay, that she was upset. And Tupac was even more obsessed with Jada Pinkett Smith or Jada Pinkett at that time. So you have that started, right? All of a sudden, uh, Will Smith comes into the picture. Okay, the Fresh Prince, the up and coming. I mean, when we were young guys, Fresh Prince was the show. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was I, it was second to none. It was it. It was it was like the best show on television. So, and and you have this. But even um, in that show, like you were saying, he's, he plays kind of a nerdy character. Like, cornball. he didn't have the gangster appeal. Yeah. Like, even his rapping was, you know. It's cornball. Yeah. Yeah, it was cornball. I mean, it's cool, but it was cornball. And uh, so that show starts getting big. 
you see what will sometimes you don't know what's going on until later, right? When you look back and go, oh, that makes sense. So now you can see when you see that Will Smith is literally playing Muhammad Ali. He's the basically you could put him. Where would you rank Will Smith all time, Bill, amongst actors, well, not black had, actors, actors? He had a um, July or June, July or August summer blockbuster every year yeah. for a number of years. It was like, you know, he was getting like Dolly. He was getting all them movies. He was getting uh, everything. He was in everything. He got the, 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 what was, was the one about the homeless dude that that uh, became like a hedge fund manager or something? He, yeah, but then there was like iRobot, Independence yeah. Day. And he's also in a lot of weird like fucking Men in Black, a lot of the weird kind of simulation yeah. alien type shit. I mean, too. Independence Day and Men in Black were like, you put him up there with those. And Pursuit of Happiness, Bob. Was really yeah, good. they put in like the blockbusters, even though iRobot wasn't that good. I mean, that movie cost millions to make. I mean, I mean Hancock. I mean, how do you not mention the legend of Bagger Vance? <laughs> <laughs> or Wild West. <laughs> Did you know Will Smith was actually supposed to be Neo in The Matrix? Yes. And he turned it down to do Wild West? Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, every movie that he did, bad boys, you know, think about any of them, right? Like every movie he did was monstrous. So now that you look at Will Smith, we know that you don't get to that level of fame, especially in Hollywood and entertainment, Unless you've do, done some soul selling, unless you've made some sacrifices, unless you're in the fucking cabal, which I believe would serve under the faction. I think the faction from Bill would be more the, the top level and the cabal and all of them would be the puppets that they use. So you don't get there for that. So when you look back at the start, what jumped him off and what jumped him off was Fresh Prince. So what was going on during Fresh Prince time? I'm going to play you an interview right now. Okay. And it's only going to be like a minute and a half. Um, so I'm not going to bore you with the whole thing. Uh, this is on Charlemagne's show. It seems like Charlemagne's always in the middle of all this stuff. Uh, this was on Charlemagne's show. I believe this is on The Breakfast Club. Uh, and this is, let me just see when it was from. Uh, this is from two years ago. Okay. And this is him talking to Will Smith about his relationship with Jada Pinkett and her relationship with Pac. Okay. So this was well known. Okay, listen to this. Were you ever jealous of the love Jada had for Tupac? Uh, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I oh my no. God, damn dude. I mean, right out the gate, right? Like, Bill, would you ever say that? No, never. As a man, like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, just blunt. And you know, and that, was in the, that was in the early days. Yeah. That was in the early days. And it was like, um, that's a, that was a big regret for me, too, because I could never... Um, I could never open up to interact with, with Pac, you know, and because we had a little bit of a thing, right? Because, you know. Um, I interpret that, Bob, right there. We had a little bit of a thing as like, we had a little bit of a beef, you know? I don't look at that as like a connection comment, but right. let's carry on. You know, they grew up together and, you know, they loved each other, but they never had that, you know, they never had a, a sexual relationship, relationship yeah, but okay. they had come into that age where now that was a possibility. And then Jada was with me you know so you notice what he says there he says they never had a sexual relationship bob you believe that absolutely not i mean, <laughs> like, I mean does he believe that <laughs> bill do you believe that i do not that tupac and jada were head over heels in love with each other a rapper and a hood rat and they never fucked <laughs> like okay sure will but he heard what he said there he said they were coming to that age where they could you know, like, so he was starting to get threatened 
So, you know, Pac had a little thing on that. Um, but she just loved him. Like, he was the image of perfection. But she was with the Fresh Prince. She always says that. Like, how do you interpret that, Bill? She was with uh She wasn't really with him. She was with a, with a character. Right. Like, you he know? was the image of perfection. Like, that's what she wanted. Holy thug. shit. What? No, keep going. Then I got yeah. something. Yeah, so that's was, what she wanted. Thug, tough, killer, like bad boy. And and listen, we all talk about how Pac's brand was very overrated, right? He wasn't he wasn't the gangster that everyone said he was. Totally. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. But I mean, listen, at that world, if you're comparing it to the Fresh Prince, he's a gangster, right? So he said he was everything she wanted. The vision of perfection, but she was with the Fresh Prince. So he demeans himself. Like he's saying she wanted that, but she was stuck with me. Bob, what were you just going crazy about? Well, we, this this ties into Tupac. Um, one of the big names tied in with uh, Will Smith, especially earlier in his career, was Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. yeah, musician, producer. I mean, he's worked with everybody from fucking Ray Charles to Michael Jackson to obviously Tupac Shakur and Will Smith. Um, but I, I literally just fucking read this because as you were talking about this, I wanted to dig a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Tupac Shakur in 1994 criticized Quincy Jones for having relationships with white women, prompting Quincy Jones's daughter, Rashida, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Rashida's sister, who's Quincy Jones's daughter, developed a romantic relationship with Tupac Shakur and had been living with him for four months at the time of his fucking death. So you have a direct correlation from Will, Will Smith, who worked with Quincy Jones, and Will Smith literally said that Quincy Jones helped him as a mentor, as a mentor through his yeah. entire uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. and that he actually called him like a living modern day alchemist. So he he says Quincy Jones is like like the king alchemist. So you have like a literal direct connection to Tupac Shakur's death via his daughter. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy, dude. I mean. The the it's the rabbit hole just keeps growing here, and it's about to grow a little more uh, as we go. So listen, and we'll keep talking here. You know, so it was like I I just I never could like even we were in a room together a couple times. I couldn't speak to him, you know, and you know he wasn't going to speak to me if I wasn't going to speak to him. But, really, it's like know. y'all would have so much in common. No, that's what Jada would say all yeah, the time. She right. was like, "I'm telling you, y'all are so similar. You yeah, will." Not. You love him, and I just never, you know, that 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 was a huge regret of mine. I just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. You know, I was this, I was the soft rapper from Philly, and he was Pac. Right. Okay. So right there, he's a, he's again self-deprecating. I was this soft rapper from Philly, and he was Pac. You know, like it, it was it was a god. But you heard him fuck up there because he said I couldn't talk to him. Like so, the stories from back then where that Tupac used to actually show up, even when he wasn't invited, everywhere Will and Jada went. Like, he would just fucking appear. And he would big big time, big dog fucking Will Smith. So picture a bully in high school, right? Who didn't beat the person up, but is constantly around them, intimidating them. So what would happen was Fresh Prince fucking Will and Jada would go to a party, and Jada was obsessed with Tupac, like a little kid. You see him and you go nuts. Tupac would walk in and he'd be like, what up? And then fucking she'd turn around like, ah, and go and hug him and jump on him. And he would always kiss her right on the mouth, right in front of him. And then he would stare at Will and walk away. And Jada would always be like, why can't you talk to Will? Fuck Will Smith. Right? So that was the dynamic. 
So their, their whole relationship, he was jealous of him. Their whole relationship until he died. Uh, he wanted to be like him. And he fucking constantly has had this chip on his shoulder that he's not man enough for Jada, as you can hear him saying in here. Yeah, I know, right, exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, I was deeply, deeply um, uh, insecure um, and just, I, I wasn't man enough to handle that relationship. So I gotta get over it. So, any of you guys ever had like an insecurity when you were younger that still kind of, you don't have to say what it is, but anything that still kind of lingers a little bit to this day? I mean, plenty of insecurities, yeah. Right. Bill, would you agree that like, Bill and- yeah, Bill's fucking, <laughs> you know, I was going to say, what could, what is Bill insecure? He's literally just a fucking Neanderthal. None. Yeah. There's nothing. You're just the best. Just the best. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So I do have a couple uh, less than I used to, but they all stem from childhood. You know, and any of you, I mean, listen, if you got small boobs, maybe that started when you were fucking 17, if you're embarrassed because you wanted bigger boobs or something, or, you know, if you're going bald, maybe that started. But really, most of our insecurities stem from our childhood. You know, the science tells you that fucking, uh, trust the science, Bob, uh, ages one to seven is when 80% of our personalities developed, hmm. right? So who, and I knew Bobby when he was five and he's Bobby, you know, he's different. He's more grown up. He's more adult and all that, but he still has a lot of the character traits. Kurt's still sure. Kurt in a lot of ways. And I'm still a fucking train wreck from when you knew me when I was little. Right. Right. So those insecurities that are built when you're young stay with you. So Will Smith just told us blunt straight out. He's deathly fucking afraid that he's not man enough and she wants a tough guy and a badass and he's not man enough for her. So now fast forward a little bit in this situation to the gay rumors with Will Smith, right? More emasculating. Uh, And they really, you call them rumors, but I really don't even think they're rumors. They were everywhere. So uh, getting buried by the press. Press used to bury stuff back in the day and not, um, not, highlight it like they do now bill that's what we talked about with michael jordan the only reason michael jordan is such a god is because the press used to hide all the bad shit on him right mm-hmm. yeah so it was a lot easier back then so if you're an upcoming star the press buried a lot of the stories um so fast forward now to the open relationship the bisexuality everyone in the world knows fucking jada's a lesbian or bisexual everyone knows they're swingers everyone know they have an open relationship and you go back a few years and all of a sudden, you have the fucking Chris Rock thing at the award show. So after that shit popped off, would it be far-fetched to imagine that Jada was fucking pissed off after Chris Rock lit her on fire at the award show that she boycotted? No. And would it be far-fetched to think, you're going to let him talk to me like that? You know, and that that conversation happened and I kind of stuck with him right. going forward. Now, just recently, uh, how long ago was it that they, they broke it off because Jada cheated on him? The entanglement started. that wasn't yeah. more than five years ago, was it? Let me see. No, I think when was that, Bill? You're fucking TMZ guy. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was a little more recent than that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was more recent than that. But I think it was. Uh, I think what happened was it happened and it came out later than it actually happened, right? So, but who did she cheat on him with? She cheated on him with a fucking more thug looking dude, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't go cheat on him with a fucking. Uh, white lawyer she didn't go cheat on him with a fucking cornball pop guy um she cheated on him with a dude who fucking is i believe he's a rapper and has fucking like tattoos on his neck and fucking long dreads I mean, this dude looks name? like a reincarnation of pop august alcina right he looks like pie he got the little mustache he's got the little goatee he's got a fucking angel's tattoo on his neck he's got dreads 
and he's he looks harder than Will, right? So what do you think is going on in Will Smith's head? So what happens is he goes on national TV in an interview and is bawling. Bill, you remember that when he was bawling on TV? Oh. Will Smith? No. no. So he went on national TV and did an interview, was crying. He was crying, begging for Jada back. Like just cucked, completely yeah. cucked. Right, and you could Google all this. Go online. It's a Will Smith crying interview. I just literally it says Boosie on Will Smith crying after Jaden. Yeah, this, <laughs> everything I'm telling you is a hundred percent. There's no even Bill can't debate. It's a hundred percent. You can search it all. It's all real. Jada Pinkett then went on fucking TV, and when they asked her what happened, she said our sex life wasn't good, Oops. and I had to leave. So she go double cocks him Damn. and says, "You can't fucking turn it out, turn me out in bed." Didn't they like end up you, doing a show together, like talking about it openly? Will yes, and yeah. yes, yes. Uh, the podcast, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they definitely did. So then now basically the whole world's like, Will Smith can't fuck right. He can't blow Jada's <laughs> back out. She left him for a dude who could blow her back out. And now she's with this fucking dude who's a lot more like Tupac than he is. And he's sitting there just fucking losing it. So what happens to Will? Go Google this. He got addicted to psychedelics. Okay, and Bobby, you talk about ayahuasca and all that shit, right? We yeah. know about that. He admitted he got addicted to psychedelics and then went to a tantric. What is it, Bill? Tantric sex? Yeah, tantric is like the it's a sex magic kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. So, which is basically magic, right? Like mm -hmm. he went to a tantric sex therapist. So he was so fucked up over this. He was crying on national TV. He got addicted to fucking psychedelic drugs and he fucking had to go to a sex camp to fucking learn how to fuck, okay? So he's a bitch. And Bill, you said it at the beginning. He already was a cornball when he was Fresh Prince and thought he was a rapper. So he was never respected by the rappers, even though he was a rapper, because he was a cornball comedian on TV. So this is a big fucking deal. He gets back with Jada, Jada Smith, okay? Jada Pinkett Smith. So they're back together now. And they're at the same award show. They're at an award show where it's his night and Chris Rock steps up and is speaking. First of all, Jada, everyone's having those little mini flashbacks from 16. I'm sure the reason Chris Rock told the joke was because everyone was expecting him to because everyone remembers four years ago or six years ago when that shit popped off. Chris Rock tells the joke and then Will Smith fucking laughs. And Bill, this, you, you agree. He was laughing at the joke. Dead laughing at the joke. Dead laughing at the joke. He was laughing at the joke. He starts laughing at the joke and then you see Jada's face. It went demonic, right? Like it went. But you see, you saw it, right? I don't know if you, you didn't see it last night, Bob, but you've seen. I'm gonna it have to see the look. I think that will change my opinion on everything. Go, go look at it. Yeah, go look at All the. Right. Uh, I'll text you the. Yeah, text it to me. That that may help because my my whole thing is that Italian. Like, oh, you disrespect me. I'm gonna laugh it off, and then I'm gonna get you later when you least expect it. You know, yeah, to no, throw him was. off the scent. So here, I want you to look at this now. Did you notice how he approached him, like with his head down, kind of like you know. He was trying to throw him off the fact that he was about to bitch slap him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think everyone there thought, because the funny thing is, too, Bill, did you hear when fucking he was walking up? Uh, Chris Rock, if you listen closely, didn't call him Willie. He called him Richard. Yeah, he called him Richard. I was, I was going to say that. He yeah. called him Richard. Right. So, and another part of it, another conspiracy theory you can go down, which you talked about last night. Remember Jim Carrey when he played Andy Cohen? Or not Andy Cohen. Uh, who, what, what the fuck am I drawing a blank? Man on the Moon. And Andy Cohen. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, yeah. Uh, Andy Kaufman's a weird, wacko dude. And Jim Carrey's a weird, wacko dude. But Jim Carrey got so deep into the Andy Kaufman cult that he became Andy Kaufman. 
even when he went home from the studio, when he walked into the studio and after the movie, he actually talked about how tough it was to go back to being Jim Carrey because he fell so deep. And this is what we talk about, Bob, with that fucking dark magic for these actors and actresses. There could be some fucking dark witchcraft, demonic shit, how they kind of transform into these people, right? The yeah. characters they play. Yeah, I mean, even Johnny Depp is known for that. But I, I think, you know, it's it's a, a form of summoning, you know, whether, whether or not it's just, you know, at the surface level. But anytime you're trying to get into character, think about it. You're literally trying to take that person's persona or soul or whatever you want to call it and and put it inside yourself so that you can be the best version of that person on screen. Yeah. I mean, uh, Beyonce is the big one that talks about it. She actually named, they, they named the other person. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah. Like the Sasha, Sasha Fierce, Fierce thing. Have you yeah. heard that bell? Sasha Fierce with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She becomes Sasha Fierce and it's, it's not an alter ego. It's a different person. Like she becomes, she gets a crazy look in her eyes and Man, she says, she's still, those people are ridiculous. I think, listen, I think, I'm going to go out and say it too. Tupac dated a lot of so-called famous women. Mm. I think Tupac might have been a little bit of gay. I think yeah. he might have had a little gay in him too. Yeah. Homo thug. Will saying that they didn't have sex and shit like that. And even the movies and stuff, they depict here. They depict each other as just friends and stuff like that. And she might have wanted more, but he really didn't. And then like. He's but he not, didn't want oh, anyone else with her. Everyone thinks she's a gangster. He ain't a gangster. He's nothing. He was he went to a regular school like her, some art school and shit. And then until like his his he had a rough childhood in his family, and then that's when he moved. But he wasn't a gangster, you know, until he, that's when he got in with Suge, and then he thought he was a gangster. Right, Suge Knight was the gangster. Yeah, so, same thing with Puff Daddy, right? Like Puff Daddy's a fucking cornball, and all of a sudden for like a eight year period, he was like fucking thug. And everyone's laughing at him, like, bro, you're the same dude who was doing the songs with Mace. Like, what are they gear cornball? You know? But uh but I yeah, know so- his um I know Tupac's dad was a high ranking Black Panther, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, he does have ties to that stuff too. And and I, I've I've spoke extensively about a lot of these you know, famous musicians having parents that are either tied to, you know, organizations or um, you know, high ranking three letter agencies, which is, you know when we segue to Foo Fighters, it's kind of along the, the the same lines. But every time you hear about these actors or these musicians, like y- if you look at where their families were, it's amazing how like you always think that these people come from nothing, you know, right. and, it, and it never seems to, to be the case. No. And there's always more to the story. It always ties to other people. Like you were talking about Quincy Jones and shit like that. So I'll fast track the end of this because that was the backstory. That was the most important part. And outside of right now, so Bob, watch that look that jada gives him yeah i just i just saw it man i mean that's she was not happy dude and i don't he and might, that was a real laugh yeah it was it was <laughs> it wasn't the fucking like <laughs> motherfucker it was like <laughs> and so here's yeah, what, here, yeah here's what happened here's exactly what happened chris rock told the fucking joke will smith laughed it's his big night he's on top of the fucking world he's about to get his award in fucking five minutes for fucking king richard and all this will smith fucking laughs and fucking probably hates chris rock and all that but he just fucking laughs <laughs> and then he looks to keep in mind they show will smith laughing they show jada pinkett fucking mad and then the camera goes off them you don't see will again until he's approaching chris rock and then he says what would tupac do <laughs> I'm going to tell you ex- exactly. WWTD. Yeah. What would WWPD? What would Pac do? Yeah. So his whole life, 
He got shit on when he let them make fun of her four years ago. She just told him two years ago, you don't fuck good enough. I'm leaving you. Mm. They're swingers because she's not satisfied with him as a man. She used to fucking love someone else over him her whole life. He just lost her and got addicted to drugs and had to go to a sex camp and had to beg on TV to get the only thing that matters to this man in the entire fucking world back, Jada, who controls him. And he's laughing and looks over, and she, I'm, I'm assuming, goes, you gonna let that motherfucker talk to me like that? I don't even think she needs to say it. Right. And, and there's another one little layer after this, too, that we're going to add. And then he just goes, oh, shit. Like, I'm getting cucked again. She's going to leave me again. This and that. You know what? This is my moment. It's a little tiny One shining moment. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little fucking 150-pound Chris Rock who I think fucked my bitch anyway. You know what? Here's my chance. I don't care if I blow my career up or the award show. All I care about is this little (laughs) demon right here. That's my demon. That's my baby. That's my life. And he walked up, smacked the shit out of him, walked back down, and then kept the blackout going. Like, he was performing in that chair. Oh, like loud, long, extended, echoing through the fucking thing. And then you saw when they came back from commercial, Bill, remember Jada was smiling? Yeah, bro. There's a, she better, she better like give him some type of a good sexual experience last night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what? if they didn't have tantric sex. He manned up for her last night. So what is everyone saying about Will Smith right now? Like yeah, everyone's saying he shouldn't have done it, this and that. What are they saying about Will Smith? And Bill just said it, so I'll let you go again. His manhood, which he's never had, corny French prince, the Tupac's backup. Getting jiggy with it. What is everyone saying about Will Smith today who's defending him, Bill? What do you mean? Well, today. What are they saying? The people who are defending him, not the people who aren't. The people who are defending him, what are they saying? The black community. So no, they're saying that you know you should defend your wife, blah blah blah. You know nobody. He's a gangster. Should, nobody should make fun of him. He's a yeah. man, blah blah blah. And now now it's bringing out awareness to now I'm watching the news and it's been on all day uh, to alopecia. Oh. So anybody? So we're gonna have the alopecia slap challenge. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like now now he's getting um, Chris Rock is getting like killed by the right. people who have alopecia and a medical <laughs> you don't want to fuck with that you don't want to fuck with the alopecia community you have a bunch of bald people running through <laughs> protesting them oh my god dude next time he goes to the garden or something to play there's gonna be bald people out there don't don't fuck with big alopecia man <laughs> an army of spotty bearded men <laughs> <laughs> So, but I mean, everyone's saying a black community right now is like, yo, Will Smith's a bad motherfucker, Mm. right? The people are defending him. Yeah, I mean. Even the people who aren't. Bill last night said it like, yo, you talk shit on his bitch, we're going to smack you in the face. That's what a man does. That's what Tupac would do, right? Yeah, or that other dude. Right. So that is now he had his moment. He never apologized. Did you notice that? He's never apologized for it. Why? I think he, he apologized can't. to the committee, maybe. He right? didn't he apologize to Chris Rock. Right, everyone right. else except for Chris. Why? Because if your whole MO is to be a man because this punk disrespected your bitch, you can't apologize to that punk or else you weaken your stance. You need to stay strong to your girl. Fuck that motherfucker. I'm not apologizing to him. 
So it makes sense why he apologized to everyone but him because that was for Jada. You can't smack somebody and then apologize to him in front of your girl. Now you're a bitch again. So that's the whole thing behind it for me. It's clear as day. It's not even a fucking question. This all boils down to Will Smith never getting over Tupac and finally wanting his Tupac moment. Dude, he was dancing at the after party. They had plenty of videos of him dancing at the after party with his award. He was having a great old time. Not a care in the fucking world. Like, he he did not care. He cried a little bit in the fucking uh, seat, and he cried a little bit in his fucking speech, which was kind of like two speeches at once. That but, was strange. I, I do want to talk about that because it sounded like two different personas, and he kept switching between one side of his speech to the other, and there was such a disconnect between the two. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, I thought I found that to be very confusing. We we, said he, had a, he had a whole speech probably planned about the Venus sisters and everything mm-hmm. else. And then he had to he yeah. had to say something about what just happened. So, yeah, like Tommy said, he had something planned and then he was ad-libbing and they were crossing over and it wasn't making sense. So yeah. do you think part of it was that he was still in character as Venus and Serena's dad and like he still had That's that, what I'm like, saying. That's possible yeah. with the Andy Kaufman thing. I mean, it's possible that fucking I mean, fucking damn Chris Rock called him fucking Richard. <laughs> I mean, you know, like people I mean, Chris were looking. Rock was, Chris Rock was baffled. Like he didn't know what was going. On. He even you even said he even said after our work, all right, here's the award for best. Um, we're gonna give away the documentary for, documentary. and it's like I mean, award. And he's Oscar. like, no, no, no. I mean, Oscar. Yeah. You know, he just yeah. he didn't know what was. I mean, his eyes were watering too. I mean, he got smacked. He got. There out. is. You can. So here's the other thing. You can make the argument on the conspiracy. And Bill, I know you only got like seven minutes left before you got to go. Um, you can make the argument that it was staged, right? But it was real. But you can make an argument that Will and Jada knew they were going to do something. I know a lot of people are making the argument that well, Chris Rock looked like he closed his eyes and prepared for impact. Um, you know, I mean, I don't see that at all. You know, I think that's kind of reaching because he also kind of clenched his fist after he got hit and looked like he was about to punch him. And he also said in the middle of his talking, you know, you know what? I should never mind. You know, like he almost wanted to be like, fuck you, bro. Um, But here's the big part, Bill. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the tweet from the New York Post about Will Smith bragging before the Oscars? No. Ready for this? Bobby, you've seen this? Uh, You mentioned it, but uh, no, I haven't seen it. Here is the bloody glove. Which, oh. takes this to another, which takes this to another level. Will Smith, this is from page six from the New York Post. Will Smith bragged about bringing chaos before viral Oscars slap. Okay? So that's the first thing here. I got to I gotta do it. There we go. Will Smith bragged about his plans to bring chaos and be everyone's problem, in quotation marks, at the Oscars shortly before he stormed the stage to slap Chris Rock and then joked afterwards that you can't invite people from Philly or Baltimore nowhere, okay? Trying to act like he's tough, like I'm from Philly. Um, In an Instagram video posted late Sunday, the 53-year-old actor posed with his wife, Jada, 50, in their Oscars outfits as they prepared for the ceremony. Me and Jada got all dressed up to choose chaos. Got all dressed up to choose chaos, the actor ominously said before he marred the best actor winning night. Uh, In the clip, the pair had posed lovingly smiling together before pulling a series of aggressive faces and gestures as intimidating music played. So they did like the normal photo shoot and then they did this like dark, like angry, like demonic. And they're saying uh, 
they dressed to choose chaos. The clip also featured a robotic voiceover saying, good morning, everyone. God has let me live another day, and I am about to make it everyone's problem. Okay? That hmm. was the night before. A few hours later, Smith added a second caption, seemingly making light of the attack that overshadowed the You can't invite people from Philly, blah, 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 blah. Um, he stormed on stage to attack Rock. Uh, G.I. Jane come out, and then they just break down what actually happened. So he did a whole thing before this saying, we're about to cause chaos. We're about to be everyone's problem. This very well could have been premeditated by Bill and uh, by Will and Jada, if not Will specifically. Bill? Let me go to Bill first. Yeah, so yeah I mean, listen, I, I don't think so. I think you're stretching there. Um, I don't think that was premeditated. I don't think he knew. I mean, like, who... Who would have said, what would he have done if one of the women had made that joke? Right. Um, now, so, is, it, I mean, is it possible, Bill, that uh, Will Smith, being very powerful, right? Biggest guy there, um, could have connections with the award show or seen a rehearsal or heard from the rehearsal and known that Chris Rock was going to tell that joke because they need to put all the jokes in the teleprompter. So it needs to be there beforehand. Is it possible that Will Smith knew that joke was coming? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he. I don't, I don't, yeah, no. Bobby? Yeah, I, you said the word chaos, which just draws me into this chaos magic, which is a huge practice and another form of it's called success magic. Um, and so if it was premeditated that something chaotic was, like the whole purpose of chaos magic is to have one big disruptor of the natural motion, right? Like this is, was a, was a huge ripple. You know, whether you want to say or not, that's what everybody's talking about. And so if it was, you could argue it's the biggest thing to happen in entertainment that was, I mean, dude, uh, I'm amazed. Like like you go on social media, like a bill was saying before the show and everybody has a meme or a video or or some take on it. Um, I mean, this was, if you want to talk about a chaos magic ritual, this, this would be up at the top, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Bill, we just heard before the show that Will Smith got his Twitter suspended, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's what you said. I didn't see that. I, I, know his son, I know his son tweeted something this morning, like saying something like that's how we do it or something. Yeah. So basically sticking up for his dad, <clears throat> which I mean, I, I'm with, uh, you know, you're going to make a joke about my wife or my family. And, you know, it's a medical condition, not just a joke because a joke is a joke. <clears throat> but if it's going attacking a medical condition, which is serious, serious enough, you know, to make someone feel, you know, not like a woman, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, um, then I'm going to come after you. Yep. you know? And especially he's insecure anyway about the whole relationship. And he has demons. I mean, something's going on in his head. Will Smith, I mean, I don't know what, but something's going on that he's not right. Like something is attacking him. Like, yep. the devil. I don't know. The devil, the devil amongst us. But the, uh, bef- just like he, but I would keep saying he looks like he's just came out of 1998 episode of Fresh. He hasn't even aged. He's 53. So you look, <laughs> you look at him, and then you look. Chris at- Rock is 57. Yeah, <laughs> you go look at him, and then you look at Nicole Kidman, who looked like vampire, very bad, and then you look at Wesley Snipes. He's dying. Who looked like a. A woman, yeah. uh, not even like, not even a shade of himself. He looked like a woman version of himself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's crazy how somebody. He people- looked like a, b- a black woman with AIDS. 
Yeah. That's exactly mean, what he looked like. Somebody with that much stress, like Will Smith is having on his is on his mind, it would show in your your appearance, in your face, <laughs> and in like, you know, gray hair or, you know, bags. Or, that adrenochrome's a motherfucker, yeah, Bill. Bro, he's doing so, – I don't know what he's doing. We do. It's adrenochrome. Something <laughs> that is keeping him – because, like, you know, even – you have a stressed out month. You know, you get back yeah. to your eyes. You look tired. Mm-hmm. I got him this right now. This guy looks like he just came out of the fucking Fresh Prince episode. Yep. It's insane. Speaking of that, Bill, before I let you go, and then, Bob, I want your take on all this. I uh, just know we got to get Bill out, so I wanted to get him, let him get in. Um, what show is just uh, airing now all over TV that uh, wasn't getting the reviews that they would hope for? That's related to Will Smith? That Bill just said? I have no idea. Fresh Prince remake. Oh, yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. I forgot about Fresh that. Fresh Prince remake also isn't a It's not a comedy. Yeah. Not a comedy. Why? Maybe because Will's trying to get away from that comedic cornball guy that couldn't compete with Pac and show that he's fucking hard. Remember we watched it, Bill, the preview for it? And we we're like, really? Are they going to try and pretend like Will Smith's like a badass? Like what a tough life? Yeah, yeah, I mean that whole show is I mean not not for me at all. I Wouldn't mean, it be a good way to kind of get some buzz going around your show which the reviews haven't been great on, which is basically a documentary on your life and then afterwards what are the first lines of the song? In West Philadelphia, born and raised. That's where it starts. His first comment afterwards was you can't invite people from Philly anywhere. When the whole fucking show is about him being from Philly. I mean, you can argue that this This is Kurt's point. So I talked to Kurt this morning. Kurt's side of it is this was all a publicity stunt. It was all scripted by him. And this was all done for the fucking Fresh Prince show to fucking uh, promote and fucking build a circus around the Fresh Prince show. And he has involvement in the show or he just wants to bring uh, attention to the new image of it? My, you're asking me or what Kurt thinks? Uh, No, I'm saying does Will Smith have any involvement in the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, dude, he's the, the fucking writer and director, isn't he, Bill? Um, I'm looking it up. He said, so, uh, he is. It's it called Bel Air. What would happen if Will Smith made a Fresh Prince today? As it turned out, Smith decided to get involved, Damn. seeing it as a chance to talk about the real experiences, as he had said. So he's now he's saying that Fresh Prince was a joke in the past. This is a chance to talk about his real experience. I think he's tired. Yeah, nobody's taking him seriously. It just came out February 13th, like a month ago. It just came out and it flopped. No one even knows it's out. So, very interesting. That's strange, man. Uh, Yeah, that's... uh, uh, Wow. (laughs) And I'm going to... Bill, I'm going to let you go. I know you got a show in one minute. Uh, Any final words, Mr. Rupp? Um, no, I mean, listen, the, the Oscars was a huge, huge disappointment. Uh, it was all using the gambling term. It was all chalk yeah. yesterday. Every favorite one, which you never see ever. And in any award show, there's always someone, even though like a plus plus one ten couldn't yeah. even sneak in there yesterday. Um, every another, by the way, another conspiracy tied to that, Bob, which we'll go into in a second about how this is the first year FanDuel and all the legal books offered Oscar betting. And it's the first year when no one hit an underdog and the underdogs are what everyone bets uh, in the yeah. Oscars because the favorites are minus 2000. Well, yeah, because you couldn't even bet a, you couldn't bet anything, but like 
you know, everything was minus the, the best act, the director was minus 3,500 last night. How you you to, that? You had to lay $35 to win one. So That's if you wanted to bet it, like, you know, my mom or someone, you know, you're going to put $20, $30 on, you know, you had to, you had to choose a plus 800. Right. You want, you want an underdog. You want to win more know. than you're betting. Yeah. The odds you're, were strange. You're not yeah. even getting a chance to win. So yep. like I said, I mean, it was just crazy that, uh, the Will Smith thing made it more exciting and gave us something to talk about. Um, it also, you know, ruined it a little bit for the end of the show. You know, that it was overshadowed by a lot of the stuff. At the I, end. I mean, I don't know if it was ruined. We we literally bet on Benedict Cumberbatch to win, and we're hoping <laughs> we're hoping that he would lose so we could hear Will Smith's speech. Yeah, yeah, but the stuff after it. Bill was like, Bill was like, I'm about to shit my pants. Like, right. <laughs> it was awesome when he happened. I'd be like, what the hell? Would you shit your pants? Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. It was all boring. And then it was like, holy Christ, look yeah. at this guy. Bill loves that. What was going on? But uh, yeah, you guys are absolutely insane with the rest of your thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so you know, Bill, before you go, does Will Smith drink baby blood? I stuttered. He he stu- that's that's enough. I don't even need to know it anymore. There. If I got a stall out of you, that's good. He's <laughs> on something that's making him youthful. Whoa. I will take oh, that. I, I will take that as a win. We're ending on a high. In All right, my, Rob. In my in my search for the faction, <laughs> uncover the mystery of that. Well, we're going to bring you back next week, Bill. Do you do you do you, you are actually on Truth Social now? I right? am. Would you like to give the conspiracy theorist your Truth Social handle? I am told that told, you're one of them. I told everybody I will uncover the faction. So <laughs> if anything happens to me, I have. Now, I've, since Tommy said that he was the one that was getting my documents, obviously I can't forward my documents to you now. <laughs> so you don't have a you don't have a dead man switch anymore. Yeah, I woke up. Everybody, that was him. I woke up in the morning. I get a text from Bill Deadass. Nothing else sent. Just this. Uh, come on. This is fucking Bobby. This is Bill. This is Bill who I argue with about the other side of this shit all the time, right? I will expose the faction <laughs> in New York City. If someone kills me, you know why. You will be notified where my secret files are with instructions on what to do with them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I woke yeah, up and Bobby's asking me on a Discord, and I'm telling him. And he's like, all right, well, you know, who's the – And I'm like, eh, I can't tell. Well, and Tommy I- comes on, oh, Bill just sent me a text. Blah, blah, blah. So now you ain't getting my files. I was joking. <laughs> I was joking when you told me about his tweet or his whatever you call it on Truth Social tweet that he was going to expose the faction. And I asked him, I go, do you have a dead man switch? And I was fucking kidding. Yes. And, and then that's when he told me he sent you that message that he really did have a dead man switch. Bill has 30 followers on Truth Social. Yeah. 30. And he's at Bill R1. Yep. So Bill R1. And his first tweet was New York City's mayor is a puppet. And is controlled by, quotes, the faction. Whoa. I will get to the bottom of who's in this faction. Watch and learn, people. And then he recently posted something saying, I've gotten a lot of intel that the faction will be at the Oscars tonight. Let's see if we can spot them. Bill, were they there? And we, (laughs) again, when the biggest. That, you called it. History of the Oscars happened. So. Your intel's legit. I mean, it's. That's it. I mean, you just got to follow. Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm hot on Stevie. Co- Listen, Stevie Cohen, if you're in it, I love you. 
So <laughs> I'm hoping you're the good guy in it and you'll like love me because I love the Mets. I'm starting to become well, I'm a huge Yankee fan, been a Yankee fan my whole life, but I have my man Stevie. Ah, Fuck Steve know. Cohen. He fired me. Bill, go. You're late for your show. All right, guys. Don't close the window. Leave no, that thing open. All right. Leave that open. Let's go! <laughs> Dude, Bobby, Bill's fucking bio on Truth Social is FordDeepBets.com handicapper and faction hunter. <laughs> Dude, I guarantee you he's going to surpass us in the community within a month. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not even close. Dude, because when we was- asked him on Thursday if he wanted to be on the show, he goes, well, I'm still collecting data. I don't know if I'm ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> on the faction. I was like, I this was supposed you. to be Bill's guest spot on here was supposed to be about the faction. Yeah. So we got to bring Bill back, obviously. Yeah. We'll uh, we're going to have to bring him in, bring, keep him in the rotation heavy. But uh, yeah, he wants to. He's I mean, that's in- a good point that he said. I mean, like not only is it bringing uh, this slap heard around the world is bringing uh, attention to the Will Smith thing, but he said the same thing. Like, I mean, he's bringing attention to the Oscars, which ra- yeah. ratings are suffering, and and they're trying to say like, oh, the Academy needs to do. No, listen, the Academy is is a happy as a pig in shit because everybody's talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we could debate that a little bit. Well, okay, because- let me ask you this, so, yeah. real quick. I'm just thinking about this. So, like, no, no. Let's say uh, a musician or an athlete does something that maybe generates negative publicity, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to give a slap on the wrist publicly. But privately, you're like, thank you for bringing all of this attention, media, money towards whatever, you know, is about to happen. I mean, the same thing happened like with movie, like when you're trying to promote a movie, like the interview uh, that movie was actually banned for a while because, you know, of what the what subject. Kim Jong-un, right? Yeah, and then it became one of the biggest movies. So, I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of elements at play around this slap. That's why I think it was like the perfect chaos ritual. I mean, so, hold on. Let me see this. So, I think part of the uh, Academy side of it is, keep in mind, the Academy is run by tremendously old, extremely racist, pedophilic, satanic white guys. Right? Jews, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Fair? Small hat wearers, yes. Yes, okay, little hats. So we know that for a fact. The, the Academy isn't run by the people you see on stage. You know, like the Academy is run by the fucking cabal, the faction, as we refer to them. So could it be argued that you could argue that it was great for them, right? That it's a lot of press. You could also argue that they loved it because this was the first Oscars directed by african-american men and there were two african-american men fighting on the stage on the stage so the old fucking uh, white pedophile jewish racist guys really pretend like they love the black actors and all that but then all of a sudden chadwick boseman and these guys die and they don't even make sure they win the awards like they don't give a fuck about them they just straight throw them away when they're done with them especially the black and spanish actors more than anyone but you could also make the argument that now this is a big problem because this is their ceremony. This is their ritual. The Oscars, the Grammys, these are ritualistic ceremonial satanic events. Halftime of the Super Bowl, we know that. I mean, so dude, we didn't it, even talk about Wesley Snipes wearing that like Scottish Freemason. Freemason dress with the little oversized envelope looking tie. And like you were saying, he looked like a transgendered woman that wants to look like a man, like all skinny and frail. And RuPaul, like you said in the chat. He looked like RuPaul. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he looked sick, like he was going to die. Um, so 
So you can make that argument too. I mean, dude, you can also make the argument that these fucking old ass fucking Jewish rich guys on their ceremony, their church, their night, their fucking satanic thing, one loved it, set it up, put some black magic into this fucking room and put some sort of fucking darkness into Will Smith to make him almost like a Manchurian candidate, march up there and drop the smack on him to cause the chaos, to appease the devil, or... You could say that they were really pissed about this ruining their church ceremony and giving them a bad look and making them look bad. So I think the aftermath of what happens to Will Smith is going to really tell the tale of what the Academy thought of it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I just keep going to this. As soon as you say chaos and that Will Smith said chaos, that's what makes me think that there was some type of calculated chaos. Like, uh, And this will tie into the Foo Fighters. Um, one of the symbols, like the symbol for the chaos magic is almost identical to the symbol of the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers had a famous album called Blood Sugar Sex, Sex magic. magic. Sex Blood Magic. Sugar. Yeah, Sex Magic was a very important ritual in the occult and with Aleister Crowley. You talked about tantric sex being important with Will Smith. And then you have um, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers recording this Blood Sugar Sex Magic with their Quincy Jones, who is Rick Rubin, and now you have the Foo Fighters who are in the news recording in that same mansion uh, that, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers record in, in Laurel Canyon. And Laurel Canyon's famously known as the same spot where uh, that, that famous book I always talk about, the weird scenes inside Laurel Canyon. All this fucking movie came, all these, excuse me, all this music came out of this one spot, this mm -hmm. one fucking spot in Hollywood, California, you know, where the doors came out, the mamas and the papas, all this big music. And it was all created in this one area. Then you come to find out Jim Morrison's dad was a high-ranking naval official on the Gulf of Tonkin, you know? And so where is all this music coming from? So whatever they're summoning, you know, in these rituals, there is a chaotic element. There is a magical element that they're trying to tap into. They didn't just, the, the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers didn't just, happen upon this mansion they went to it on purpose and they were even talking about how there were strange mystical things happening okay and then the foo fighters record in this same mansion right and they talk about the same thing you i was reading dave grohl was saying that there was weird orbs that uh they would log on and tracks would be missing uh there what? were other tracks that would be appearing that had white noise in it and they were trying to get this album out as quick as possible they're all trying to tap into the same thing, like that limitless pill that we talked about. You know, they all want that extra edge. They it's all want eternal life, the fountain of youth, or an edge in their current chase for the money and sex. Yeah, right? it's it all it's hey, it's all birth from the same thing. And mm -hmm. I and I think when you channel this stuff, you also um you also rustle up a lot of demonic and dark entities. And that's where I think this shit comes from, man. When you start dabbling with this alchemy shit you know mm -hmm. and I, I think that's what you're seeing with will smith and a lot of these like fucking psycho freakouts at these events i mean yeah and then we've seen you see in a lot of these people break down left and right especially the black uh cabal puppets serena williams yep. broke down and fucking just became a mess naomi osaka broke down became an absolute mess tiger woods fucking career completely fell apart was disgraced became an absolute mess kanye west absolute mess Will Smith now, absolute mess. I mean, you could just go through. Uh, what the about Dave list. Chappelle? 
Dave Chappelle. I mean, you can go through the whole fucking list. LeBron James team isn't even in the playoffs right now, and he has the best team in the NBA. Like, fucking, they're all fucking, like, it's it's like what's happening with a lot of them is they're, I think the cabal has not been as focused on having strong leaders at the top, whether it's white or black or spent. This part isn't a race thing. They've gravitated towards strictly using celebrities and athletes, mm-hmm. right, as their main puppets of power when it used to be well-groomed politicians who were the puppets of power. Yeah, right? but they realize that well-groomed politicians don't have the same – they can't power. move the needle like, like – Right, and you yeah. need the younger generation. you got to corrupt the kids if you want to change the world. If you want to bring yeah. in the new world order, you got to – it's the it's – the, it's the good book upside down, right? So yeah. if, if, and it doesn't necessarily mean Bible, it just means whatever the good playbook would be, but however you want to interpret it in your life. But if you think the children are our future, right? And change the world, make their life a better place. Yeah. That's what everyone wants to imagine do. So all the people, the people, imagine there's no heaven, you know? Yeah. So they flip it upside down, corrupt all the children, get to all the children. How do you get them? Celebrities and athletes. So now that they've weaponized, so it's like they have a stronger gun. They got a fucking machine gun now, but the bullets are flying everywhere. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. They don't have as calculated of professionals leading the cabal, like the businessmen, the CEOs, and the politicians. They got fucking Cardi B and Lady Gaga. They got these fucking celebrities who, although they do a better job of brainwashing and getting into their heads, they also melt down and explode, i.e. Justin Bieber, i.e. Britney Spears, i.e. Rose McGowan, i.e. Will Smith and Kanye, and become a threat to the cabal. Mm -hmm. And that's why they got to off them. Well, you know, and I mentioned Quincy Jones earlier, and I was reading further on him. So this is, in my opinion, one of the you know, the puppet masters of Will Smith and a bunch of other people, the same way Rick Rubin was a puppet master producer of, of going to this for one second. I yeah. just got to run a door and run right back. Okay. That's fine. Go. So Rick Rubin, not only did he produce uh red hot chili peppers, but before that, I mean, he produced a lot of very influential hip hop artists like uh run DMC, uh, LL cool J. So he was widely known. He's also widely known as an occultist. So I, I find it very strange that, when Rick Rubin got involved, all of a sudden they're they're recording in this haunted mansion, which the drummer Chad Smith uh, did not want to stay in. He said it was so haunted. So, I mean, th- this mansion itself uh, has a lot of uh, history. But anyway, so Quincy Jones, who is one of the masterminds and I think behind Will Smith, um, they he was outspoken about knowing who killed Kennedy. He was outspoken about Marlon Brando's homosexual relationship with like Marvin Gaye and a couple other people. Oh, uh, Al Pacino. Uh, So he was exposing a lot. And then unbelievably, Quincy Jones has an aneurysm in uh, 1974 to where everybody thought he was dead. So they arranged a, uh, a funeral or a ceremony for Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones didn't die. So then Quincy Jones comes and attends his own funeral service <laughs> with the likes of Marvin Gaye and uh, and Richard Pryor, by the way, who's who was the Chris Rock back then. Right. Arguably mm-hmm. the, yep. the, you know, the number one guy back then. Pre Eddie Murphy yeah. and all that. Yeah. And they all attended this fake Quincy Jones memorial service, you know, so I, you know, I'm almost wondering if this aneurysm was the way of taking him out. I don't know if you remember Bernie Mac had an aneurysm mm. that took him out. And he was, he was starting to run his mouth. Fucking yeah. big conspiracy theorist. I mean, Bernie Mac was running his mouth about cloning. And mm-hmm. so the big conspiracy theory is that they were fucking with one of his clones similar to like a voodoo doll. 
And that's mm-hmm. what caused his brain aneurysm, you know? And I didn't believe this shit, you know, for a while. And I actually had a strange conversation with somebody at, uh, you know, one thirty in the morning, uh, after one of my gigs and this guy was from new Orleans and he had that like, uh, Orleans. yeah, he had, you know, that accent that, uh, the Creole. Yeah. The Creole accent where it's like, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, dude. yeah, you can't understand shit. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on a cracker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, were you done with hey, that? Can you hear me? Sorry. I went off for a second. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yes, they had that Creole accent. I was like, that's a weird time to end that fucking story, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Is it my turn to talk? Because I'll always talk. Yeah, I think me. I hit views. So, <laughs> so anyway, this dude's talking. I can barely understand because not only I can't understand him, but he's drunk too. But um, mm-hmm. he told me that he left New Orleans because his family was one of the biggest practicers of uh, practitioners of, of voodoo. But he called it hoodoo. And um, he said when he was a child... He was involved in a voodoo ritual, black magic ritual, where he said he had his dad write some person's name on a piece of paper and they put it in this big, you know, ritual ceremony and the guy ended up dying. And um, he remembered that like as a kid. But then afterwards, like the karma that came from this ritual, like ended up, you know, transferring tenfold on his dad and a bunch of bad things started happening to his father. But he was surrounded by this black magic voodoo. And I mean, New Orleans is known for the voodoo. New Orleans, yep, they got it. So he left uh, New Orleans and started a new life and basically, you know, went away from his family because he didn't want to be involved and he saw the power of this shit, you know? And we always talk about, I think it's just earthly lower magic. But Mm -hmm. when you're getting involved in this shit, um, you know, the alchemy stuff. I mean, this is like the dark side of it, you know, that, that, you know, we keep referring to. So, um, all these people that follow out, follow Alistair Crowley and these rituals, I mean, there's always something that comes along with it. Now, whether the drummer of, uh, Foo Fighters was a sacrifice because of the dark energy that was created in this new album that was recorded in this haunted mansion, I don't know, but the, it lends me to believe that it was more of a humiliation thing because, that Studio 666 movie came out, yeah. which was starring the Foo Fighters, where they literally, the plot of the this movie. Is the, this is, let, let me yeah. stop before you start it. This is, now, Bobby's big into the bands and the music and all that, right? Like, I'm not. I don't listen to fucking music. I don't even listen to podcasts. I listen to sports. So if I'm fucking watching TV, I'm watching sports. If I get in my car, I'm listening to sports and sports talk. And I had a national sports talk show. So that's what I like to listen to. That's what I like to do. I don't fucking know shit about music. So when the music conver- and Bob's heavy in it. So when the music conversations come up about the conspiracy, it's kind of sucks because they're usually the best ones. Like who curled, killed Kurt Cobain yeah. and all this shit that I got to, but Bob is my source. Right. And, but I'm usually skeptical of everything. Like, even though people think I just jump on everything, I try to debunk. Every- I spent three and a half hours in the discord. And we'll talk about this. Once you finish the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. three and a half hours in the discord with Joey Rackets, uh, not Hoffman, uh, Joey Rackets and Night Ghost and Iconic, just trying to debunk why Bob Saget and Norm Macdonald were left out of the final uh, uh, death memoirs thing that they did, right? Because I wanted to make sure if I'm going to go live with this that I researched on it. So I always go in very skeptical. And the thing that turned me is what you're about to say. <laughs> the second you fucking told me about this fucking movie, so listen closely here. To what's going on, because this is fucking wild. Yeah, so, okay, the Studio 666 movie, which was about 
literally the food fight. You could stop right there, right? Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> even have title. to go further than that, right? So this this horror film, horror, horror comedy, and it's literally based on the life of the Foo Fighters, but they had this fictitious band. But the whole idea is going into a haunted mansion and recording, and the the members of the band were systematically getting murdered one by one. And and in the trailer of it, it shows the drummer who's now dead. Um, finishing a song and he said hey i'm done with this song and then dave grohl gets these dem- this demonic face with these like vampire teeth he said yeah you are done picks up a cymbal and throws it at his drummer and de- decapitates him with it you know this was mm-hmm. the trailer of the movie in the in the 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 plot of the movie is synonymous to where they recorded their last album which was called medicine at midnight which was released which I find interesting because this dude was found in a Colombian hotel overdosing on medicine, right? And this was mm-hmm. called Medicine yeah. at Midnight. So, I mean, I don't really understand how people can think that this is a, a far-fetched allegation when this is literally right in front of your eyes. I said it two years ago yeah, that Dave Grohl had the most to benefit from Kurt Cobain's death. So let's talk about Will Smith. Who had the most to benefit from Tupac? Will Smith was Will the Smith. Dave Grohl in that situation. He, Dave Grohl was the back taking the back seat to Kurt Cobain, but Dave Grohl always had these songs. Hey, Kurt, I have these songs, but Nirvana was so big, but he was listen. He's literally staring at Kurt Cobain's ass every time they get on stage. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's a similar thing with Tanya Harding and fucking Nancy Kerrigan, right? Okay, you're second place. You're the second best person in the fucking world at what you do, but you want to be the best, so you have to take this fucking person out. It's not a far fetch, dude. If you had asked Lady me, Lady Gaga and Lena Moran, uh, same Morgana. thing. If you yeah. had asked me in 1996, if you said, "Okay, out of all the bands you listen to, out of all the music you listen to, which band do you think would be the ambassador of music in 2022?" Foo Fighters would have been like 50th on right. my list. They right. were nothing, dude. They were nothing. And then Kurt Cobain magically, by the way, heroin, he was OD'd on heroin and somehow mm-hmm. took a shotgun. He was, you know, he like yeah, he pointed yeah. it at himself. <laughs> and I don't know about you, dude. Like I'm drunk and I don't even know if I can fucking <laughs> off myself with a fucking shotgun. So this dude took so much heroin. It was like two and a half times the lethal dose of heroin, but still was coherent enough to fire a fucking shotgun back, back at his face, right? And then next thing you know, Dave Grohl goes on to fame. Not only that, but he played the drummer in Queens of the Stone Age, which is a demonic band. But here's the other thing. Another movie called The Pick of Destiny, which had Jack Black in it. The whole thing was about selling your fucking soul to the Mm -hmm. devil for fame. You have to find this demonic pick with the fucking goat's head on it that would help you play magical music. Guess who played the devil in that movie? It was Dave fucking Grohl, man. So his name is just plastered all around this shit, you know? It's the same fucking storyline. That's why I think all this shit just syncs up perfectly. I mean, it's awesome. The music industry just fucking... I mean, I just wish I... I wish I... From a conspiracy standpoint, I wish I followed it closer and knew more about it. Like, and, and like, dude, it's, when you first brought Dave Grohl up to me, I didn't even know he was in Foo Fighters, right? right. Like, I, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't fucking know anything. I know Nirvana, ACDC, like the shit I listen to. But it's funny, too, because you take the fucking cabal and the demonic and the satanic shit, and everyone thinks it's starting now with, like, in the last five, ten years. No, this shit started way back, dude. You used to, they used to talk about playing records backwards, rock label records backwards, and hearing satanic music. Yeah. Satanic chants, right? Yeah, it's like, just the law was, of reversal. 
you know. Yeah, what was the fucking symbol? Every rock when you when you do the head banging rock thing, you put the devil horns up, right. right? Like it's always been demonic in that hard rock metal community. It just it's always it been that. And even um, they did a side project, the Foo Fighters, where they did a whole live album of disco music, and instead of the Bee Gees, they called themselves the Dee Gees. But the album was called Hail Satin, you know, because like obviously. Disco right. Satin, but you know, Hail Satan, Hail Satin. You know, it's one letter off, and uh, you know, it's like they like <laughs> you don't even have to go far. Literally, literally, like I didn't have to do a ton of research to pull this shit up. Like you don't even have like you don't have to do as much homework as you used to have to do to unearth this stuff, dude. Like literally, just released a movie called Six 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 Studio. I mean, like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know to. And that's the thing, like, nowadays it's just getting more obvious. Like, you don't even need to play the record backwards, yeah. right? Like, you could just listen to the words now. They've just gotten, it's just been more abrupt and more in our face. Well, the, the first and, uh, band to do it was uh, Led Zeppelin, where they they rented out Aleister Crowley's mansion to record some albums. And the, the Led Zeppelin is the first example of, like, fucking a cult band. Like, they're the yeah. number one example. I mean, that's what they used to, that's what the parents in the movies used to refer to fucking uh, metal as the devil's music. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's what it always was. So it's, it's been in the system and it's been coming through society. It's just more obvious now. And I think, I don't think movies and actors were even that big in the 80s. Right. No, no, not it. It was, it was all musicians. They were the main fucking stars. Yeah, I think I think in I think musicians were the stars. That's why um, you know they used music in the '70s to influence the war movement. Uh, in the '80s, the I don't know if you remember the Live Eight concert. Anybody who's seen Bohemian yeah, course, Rhapsody, course, right? Yeah. Like like Queen famously played at this Live Eight concert that was seen across like hundreds of countries and billions of fucking views. Where that money went, who the fuck knows, man? You know, but um, I think now we're seeing less. I, I shouldn't say less musician, but the emergence of the Hollywood star, like yeah, I'd, I'd say far. the 80s. Yeah. It's I mean, not even close now. It's no. flipped, Bob. Yeah. Here's a perfect example. I just Googled most famous actors of the 80s. Okay. Google that. All right. Can well, I, let me guess. Uh, no, no, you're never going to guess. It's impossible to guess. It would, That's what it, makes this so crazy. Al Pacino, you could try. Uh, uh, Prince. <laughs> what? Number two is Tina Turner. Number three is Madonna. Oh. Okay, and then they get into Sigourney Weaver and Kathleen Turner, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael J. Fox, Tom Cruise. But the first three listed of the most famous actors in the '80s are musicians. Yeah, I was going to say Turner, um, Barbara Streisand and Cher. Yeah, and most of them were fucking musicians. So you know, there was a turning point where it was all musicians like even if you go back to the rat pack when they were doing shows and comedies like it was all they were they were singers first mm -hmm. that's how you got big i mean right? elvis was, elvis was a famous was musician a yeah they all like you could be a musician and an actor but you know if you were an actor and a musician you were a musician like, right that was that was your thing so the cabal the faction whatever you want to refer to it as used musicians exclusively back then right so that's why you look at the fucking Harrison Fords and, you know, some of these guys. You're like, I don't know. And then it started with the big female actors. You know, it started to turn in like the 90s when you started to see the Glenn Closes and the fucking Meryl Streeps and all these people. Kathleen Turner, you saw all these get really, really super popular. And then you kind of started with the beta male. Like if you look at a lot of these actors, they started to go from like Tom Cruise and Cocktail at the beginning to like 
Tom Cruise becomes like a Scientology bitch. Mm. You know, you saw the transition and now we're just full on all in actors and actresses. And then they raised the rap uh, hip hop community. So now it's just Cardi B and fucking all the hip hop community and then the pop guy. But I think it's just shifted. It's gone from music first to now the big conspiracy theories are found in Hollywood and TV. And yeah, TV. I mean, even with the Studio 666, that's Dave Grohl's transformation, you know, to the big screen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, this is an interesting thing about the plot, you know, because we talk about the other part of it is, you know, like the whole selling your soul or taking on other people's souls. So, you know, let's say hypothetically, like, you know, like maybe like the Mortal Kombat, your soul is mine. Like it's all about soul yeah. snatching, right? Yeah. Come here. Yeah, come here. Your soul is mine. Like that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Um, but the movie, I'll, I'll just read this straight off the page. Uh, Grohl and uh, Dave Grohl and his fellow bandmates uh, go to the mansion. They're facing writer's block, right? So this is what I was saying earlier. Like, okay, we need inspiration to write this album. Yep. I need to jump higher so I can dunk a basketball. It's, need the juice. I need the juice. Uh, one of their tech helps is electrocuted by a wire. The band decides to base their album, whatever. Dave Grohl finds a basement containing satanic objects and is possessed by the deceased frontman. After listening to a demo tape, uh, under the demon's control, Grohl forces the band to continue production on the album. Later, uh, so I'll fast forward. The next day, guitarist is cooking on the grill. Some figure pushes his face onto it, kills him. Um, and then later on, Taylor Hawkins, who's the drummer, is pressured by Grohl, who's this entity, to finish the song and then gets partially decapitated by Grohl with a cymbal. I mean, what the fuck <laughs> kind of plot is that, dude? What the fuck? Yeah. So the, <laughs> the whole thing is about being possessed by the souls of like, a deceased, I mean, deceased band member. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? This is so fucking obvious, yeah. man. Yeah. This is so fucking obvious. Another thing that we just mentioned, which, you know, diving into it, was, it was very coincidental that uh, Bob Saget and Norm MacDonald weren't in the uh, the memoriam at the end. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, let me say this before we get to that. Foo yeah. Fighters, the band name, is not like throwing food. Uh, Foo Fighters, the band name, was named after it was a name given to UFO and alien crafts that were seen by fighter pilots in World War II. Mm. Okay. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. I mean, this this gets like heavy layers deeper than that, you know. So just the 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 name itself, Foo Fighters, it all goes back to fucking World War II and Nazi Germany. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, Norm Macdonald. Wow. And, uh, no, fuck that. Dude, you, you hit Nazis in World War II. Now you're fucking going to hang Dave Grohl is Hitler, right? Yeah. Channeling the, channeling the Hitler. I wish I knew more about music history. Yeah. Fucking pisses me off. Well, that's why yeah. I'm here. Yeah, thank God. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'd go after celebrities, and you go after fucking musicians. Yeah. The uh, Bob Saget, Norm Macdonald, uh, not featured in there. Uh, afterwards, Norm Macdonald's huge conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Norm Macdonald was murdered. Uh, why don't we talk a second about that? Like before we get out of here. Sure. So we just assume because we tweet and we, you know, do so many discord shows. I think that's the nice thing about the no mercy site that's coming that we forget. I think like when people are like Tommy and Bobby do a podcast, we're like, we just did nine. Like when me and Bobby were up till six in the morning, three times, you know, on four deep, you know, on the betting side. But I mean, it's not, I don't want people to sign up for a betting site to get the conspiracy shit. Um, that's not the MO. So that's why we're creating this, right? But I think we're both excited about the upcoming discords and the ability to not have to put out a no mercy, right? Because the no mercy is the thing that people don't understand. 
we don't have a production team. We don't have a fucking marketing team. We don't have all this. We're shadow banned everywhere. Um, pretty much just kind of bootstrap this together by ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And Iconic will do a dope picture and, and Lewis will help us, you know, get it up. But really, it's, we don't have a team. So when did we start talking about doing this podcast today? Like two o'clock? Yeah, two o'clock. <laughs> and me and you just fucking don't shut the fuck up. So we end up on the pre-show for an hour and a half every time. And then when we finish this, it's seven o'clock right now. Yeah. When we when we finish this, uh, I mean, it takes an hour and a half every time to fucking get the equipment right and all this shit, right? So then when we finish this at seven, we ain't fucking done. Like this shit didn't even start for me yet because now we got to fucking promote it. When we get it back, we got to listen to it, make sure there's no glitches in it. I'm an, I'm OCD and so is Bobby. So we run through it, making sure the audio is fine. There's no fuck ups. Then we put it out and we're shadow banned everywhere. So we don't get the traction we got before. So if we really want to move up the charts and get this thing popping, we got to fucking pound it. You know, here, Bobby's going to make a short for the fucking pod to promote it. I'm going to go post it three times on Twitter, five times on Instagram and put, and it's just, it's a lot, right? Yeah. It's, it's not just two hours. You fucking idiots. So, and keep in mind, most other people who you listen to, and this is what I want you guys to focus on here, they don't have another job, right? So these people that fucking do their career is in conspiracy and podcasting, that's their full-time job. This ain't me or Bobby's full-time job. This is something we do on the side. We don't make a dollar from this shit, right? So this isn't our job. So what we're going to do is we're going to create this no mercy home which now becomes a job and it's going to be, we're actually going to be able to benefit from it, Bob. We're actually going to be able to say we get some income coming in from this, you know, whether it's selling t-shirts or ads or whatever we do. But the beauty of it is now we could take all the late night conspiracy shit that we're doing on the betting side, just because we happen to be in there for the games and bring it back over back home. And I think the other thing uh, that's important to emphasize is that, a lot of our community is really good at information gathering. And so like mm-hmm. a lot of times, and I'm sure your DMs are flooded and mine are with somebody saying- I don't saying, know. I don't check them. Yeah, I only exactly. look for titty pics. Guys, if you want me to check your DM, if it says sent photo, I'm clicking it. All right? So just take so, a screenshot of whatever information you have and just- yeah. say- I don't know. If a guy does it, if he tries to do it, I block him. So ladies, <laughs> if you're fucking trying to get to me and you need to get to me, just fucking lead with the photo because then I'll see it and I'll click on it. And uh, it's funny because my buddy, not a titty pick your block. My buddy Jack Allen of Conspiracy <laughs> or Just a Coincidence. The reason, the way he contacted me was he got his girlfriend to message me like three years ago. <laughs> and then like three messages in, she was like, "Hey, will you listen to my fiance's podcast?" <laughs> I, was like, well, right, that's, I love him. So I respect great. the shit. Good out job, of Jack. Good job, Jack. But um, so anyway, uh. A lot of great information from our community. You know, people are better information gatherers than we are oh, sometimes. By far. And by far. So they end up in the DMs and nobody sees them. Um, the good thing about what we're trying to establish is a community of people like us that, you know, like two way communication. You, you'll get more. Cra- mm-hmm. I mean, you'll be in a discord like popping out. I don't want a telegram. I don't want to. No, 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 no. I don't want to tell her. I hate telegram. I hate the concept. I want a forum. Yeah. Telegram is against everything me and Bobby believe in. Because it's one-way conversation. No. Right? Podcasts, you have to do them, right? Like, you got everyone's got to have, you got to get your voice out uninterrupted and be able to speak like we do on here. Yeah. But I never would go do Telegram because it's just the admins fucking posting and everyone else is buried in a fucking separate side. Like, no, I want the community to fucking post and interact and be, we're all equal in a Discord. We're all equal in a forum, you know? Like, yeah. the people who do the best shit 
are going to move to the top. Yeah. So if you're fucking fire and you're doing great threads and forum posts, you're going to get badged and we're going to fucking move you higher so that you get seen. So it's 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 more Darwinism. It's more capitalism. It's more like, you know, eat what you kill, survive, and the weak get left behind. Well, I know so, with Four Deep, a lot of people being hired, actually almost everybody hired was is within the community too. So my whole staff. Like, yeah, the whole sure. staff was within the community. So you do good work, you get pushed to the top, and then you get recognized and you get, you know, possibly hired based on work, not based on, hey, I have oh, we'll a be hiring. resume. We'll, uh, what? No, 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 no. We will 100% be hiring people for No Mercy, the site, um, from the Discord, the community, the, you know, well, 100%. It's not even yeah. a question. Like the guy who wrote the India story, like I need him to write, make a book and we'll sell <laughs> it. Ataz and Iconic. Ataz and Iconic were both here as just four deep Discord members. And now Ataz does all our tech and Iconic does all our graphics. So for example, you know? Iconic could post in the forum, which he talked about in the Discord. Hey, did you see this thing that Walt Disney or Hitler is Walt Disney? <laughs> I love Iconic so much. <laughs> I'll get texts from him at 4 a.m. Like, bro, check Yo, out this. Did you, uh, did you hear the... Uh, Hitler's Walt Disney. Oh, it, here's, the be- here's the best part. All right, iconic. Explain what you're talking. Well, I don't really have no. the f- any facts right now. But you know what I'm I saying? Saw something on tinfoil hat. <laughs> I don't really like have the information right now. But <laughs> oh, I love him so much. He's so fucking great. That's so. Good. He knows a lot too. But that's what I said. Iconic should kill it over there. Yeah, he, he really knows a lot. And and most people know more than me. We're just really good at fucking dressing it up and making it sexy, right? Like, we'll put some rims on that bitch. You know, we'll make it funnier. We'll put a video together, put a thread behind it. But, um, or we can speak on a mic without sounding like a fucking retard, like every podcast I go to listen to. Oh, there's a lot of them. Every time I see anything that looks interesting, and it's like I fucking turn it on, and two seconds later, I'm like, God, fucking. Why do they all have to start with dark, ominous music, too? Like, they're just fucking weird. Stop doing that shit. Creepy weirdo. Like with like you know like that old like old school like MySpace style web page with like you know creepy fucking triangles in the background. Like what the fuck is Reddit? The fuck is that (laughs) for? Like I can't even go on there. I go on there, fucking come right off. Yeah. Yeah. We got to make it look sexy. Ours is gonna be dope. We're gonna sex. I mean, listen, seventy percent of my followers are women. There you uh, go. I would say 60% of our listeners are women and 98% of the people I'm following are women. Um, I know the same with Bob because we follow all the same people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime there's a hot chick two years ago, I would just like, oh, Bobby, look, me and you are yeah, both yeah. only people I know in the world that are following that chick. So. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. But uh, so so what else here? Is well, else I mean, I, I know you wanted to get into Saget and McDonald thing real quick. Yeah, and we can you can hit down. that real quick. Um, yeah. You probably got more on Saget. I got more on McDonald. So go to go to Norm McDonald for a second here, and then I'll go through Saget and we'll merge them. Well, I'm one of the biggest uh, Norm McDonald fans you'll meet. I think he's one of the most clever intellectual minds of the last Jesus. I mean, you know, quarter century. Oh, I, I love him too. Um, the other thing about him is that he's, you know, famously can't get anything going. I mean, like, I mean, if you think about it, like his biggest film was Dirty Work, you know, mm-hmm. which didn't really do well at the box office. He was fired from Saturday Night what Live. An interesting tidbit about that. What you got in? Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. You know who directed that? I do. Bob Saget. Yeah. Now you doing? So they're intertwined. I mean, they're they're Best intertwined. Friend. Best friends. Uh, what's weird is that Norm Macdonald 
and I think we talked about this before, went on The View one time in the 90s and said, you know, they were like, who are you going to vote for? And he said he's going to vote for Bush uh, because Clinton killed a guy. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, killed a man. Clinton killed a man. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just can't say it. he's like, what? What? You didn't hear that? Like, like Clinton killed a guy. So I'm going to go. I'm going to vote for the guy. Uh, I'm going to vote for the guy who didn't kill a guy. Yeah. I mean, this was, was 1996. So uh-huh. You know, was way before anyone knew Clinton really did kill a guy. Yeah. So or hundreds of guys. I've always thought that Norm just kept himself out of all that shit. Um, you know, uh, similar to like the Patrice O'Neill path. Like he never I think he never wore the dress that we always talk about. He never, right. um, you know, did anything against what he stood for. And if you really look at his life, I mean, it was nothing but setbacks, whether failed shows or gambling problems or, you know, he never got off, you know, he never accelerated the same way that a lot of people in the comedy industry that look up to him did. He was a comedian's comedian. You know, that being said, he got caught up in the Me Too movement. He said the wrong words and coincidentally had to go back on the View show and do an apology tour where he fucking shot himself in the foot by, you know, like he never knew even how to apologize correctly. He was, <laughs> he was just Norm MacDonald. Um, one of the famous skits that I ever saw with Norm MacDonald, because every time they tell him to zig, he zags, right? Like, like he never followed line. So they asked him to roast, coincidentally, Bob Saget. He's like, well, I don't want to roast my friend. I really like my friend. I don't want to tell really bad jokes about Bob Saget. So he gets on the, the Comedy Central roast to Bob Saget and does one of the best comedy acts I've ever seen, where he tells the worst, like, Laffy Taffy, old man jokes about Bob Saget. Like, you know, like with the roast, you're supposed to go extremely dirty. Like everybody yeah, yeah. goes fucking. He went the exact opposite route and told the lamest fucking jokes. And half the audience didn't know what was going on. And the other half thought it was the funniest, including Bob Saget, who understands that shit, which is why I found it interesting. Like you mentioned that the two of them were left out. I mean, it's very coincidental that the ones that don't follow get erased and get left out of these award shows. Mm -hmm. And that's the uh, when they talk about erased. Um, the, the, these actors and celebrities are puppets, right? Like no one likes them. The, the people at the top don't like them. Their fans don't like them. Like you don't love fucking Will Smith. You don't know him, right? Like like everyone thinks like I love Lady Gaga. You don't know Lady Gaga. You don't know her. You know the fucking presentation you've gotten, young girl, of Lady Gaga being someone that you look up to. But if you went back and saw Lady Gaga, I don't know, maybe eating a live baby, might that change your interpretation of how much you love her, right? So, like, you don't know. I'm No one knows anyone. So it's all an act. The same with the people at the top of the faction. I love faction. It's so good. <laughs> uh, I just, I thought so much better than Cabal and, and Illuminati. The people at the top of the faction, um, they don't love these people either. You think the fucking guys at the top, the fucking that love Hillary Clinton or love LeBron James or love, they think they're fucking idiots. You know, like they're just using them. So that's what happens. And you see that upon their death a lot. You see them not get honored in the way, or they get honored and used to uh, cause some sort of a transition, right. right? They use their death for something else, which is the same reason why Kobe Bryant died two days before the Forbes killed, two days before major awards show. Whitney Houston was killed two days before major awards show, right? Like they use these um, to springboard the Adele's. I mean, who won all the awards 
a day after fucking Kobe Bryant died. Billie Billie Eilish Eilish swept the awards. So that was the, that was Kobe's death made everyone watch the Grammys for the tribute and Billie Eilish, who I didn't even know the fuck she was until that award show swept the awards. And now you fast forward three, four years. She's not only Satan's puppet, but they're now grooming her to be the next queen of the industry. Right? So it's all used in that way. And that's why I think the big thing with, um, when you look at the Bob Saget, Norm Macdonald thing, Norm Macdonald, as you mentioned, huge conspiracy theorist, used to light up the cabal, used to light up the fucking Oscars, used to light up the Grammys. He fucking, I think he hosted the first Canadian one. Yes. Not only did he host it, but he made a mockery of the he entire He just fucking, fucking went Ricky Gervais on it. He I fucking it made night. fun of it the entire time. But one of the other things he did is he was very adamant about wanting it to be called the Candies because of John Candy who was one of the early, early big time, you know, Canadian film stars who subsequently was met with an early death too. Now, I don't know. I didn't look into much of John Candy, but I would imagine that he probably, probably was. murdered. Yeah. 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 Probably murdered. And I don't, I'm, I'm going to assume they never called it the candy, which they should have, but he made yeah. a fuck. Yeah. He Ricky Gervais the entire award show, man. Norm like, McDonald's was Ricky Gervais before Ricky Gervais. Yes. Yes, he was. I mean, dude, do you remember how bad he went after O.J. Simpson when he was uh, hosting Weekend Update? That's what got him fired because the uh, Lauren, I think it was. No, it wasn't Lauren Michaels. It was the guy, the guy above Lauren Michaels, who's apparently a fucking asshole. Um, Probably Steve Cohen. (laughs) It could have been or Steve (laughs) Cohen type that was big friends with O.J. Simpson at the time and didn't want O.J. making jokes. Cohen, also a Jew, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, yes. I used to bitch because uh, the fucking Jews got me fired at the fucking radio. I don't, <laughs> I don't hate the Jews. Like, I am not, like, I don't, I have no problem. Like, I have Jewish girlfriends, Jewish friends. Like, well, I really don't have a problem with the Jews. It's just that all the fucking people at the top are Jews. I just have a problem well, with them milking the Holocaust, like, yeah. 80 years later when they control everything. See, like, I actually let it respect go. them. <laughs> I think they let the Holocaust a lot better than black people let slavery go. I mean, Jesus uh, fucking yeah, Christ. For- like, that shit, was, that shit was fucking five people ago. Like, come on. <laughs> let that go. These motherfuckers are getting put in ovens, you know? Jesus Christ. So, uh, so I commend the Jews on, on letting go of the Holocaust a little bit, but they took the fuck over. Well, know? yeah. I, and and most of the 90-year-old Jews are fucking, you know, finger-blasting children. <laughs> so, I mean, just, you know. I, I tell you what, uh, Norm had a ton of Hitler jokes. Like a yeah, ton yeah. of fucking Hitler jokes. That was one of yeah. his favorite topics. Like O.J. Simpson and Hitler were the two that he just wouldn't did, stop talking about. You know what's funny, Bob? Uh I won't say who, I won't say, and I'm I'm going to keep this very vague, just I'll tell you offline, but just trust that I'm telling the truth. And some of you may know, if you follow certain people, there's certain places you can go for advertising or hosting of a podcast and multiple places tell you the same thing. Because obviously, whenever we're going for either a sponsor or a hosting or, you know, what is Spotify or this or that, you talk to them and they want you and I and volunteer like, yo, this is like crazy uncensored, right? Like there's going to be times when I'm talking about like literally skull fucking my own. And that's OK. That's coming OK. In his brain. What's right. the one fucking thing you can't talk about? You cannot talk about the Holocaust. Yeah. Like it's the one the only thing that they talk about. You cannot you can't shit on the Jews. Right. 
That's the and it's yeah. just, but that's so one you, of the things that's cross political platforms. Like it's so both. you know that it's real. That's why it's not being fucking racist or fucking xenophobe or whatever the fuck you call when you fuck up you know, shit on a religion. The fucking Jews run the fucking world, right? We all know that. So saying it's you know Steve Cohen to Sirius XM, same thing. Well, you know who's in control, control if you can't talk about it. That's like the big thing. Like you know, yeah, whatever the you Jews can. and the trannies, yeah. tranny Jews, transgender Jews. Transgender the, black female Jews. Imagine a transgender black female Jew. So male to female or female? It's got to be fe- male to female. He, they, it. Yeah, it's got to be that, know. dude. I don't know what he, they is, but how big like do you think Leah Thomas's dick is? That sw- Leah Thomas got a hammer. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, think I, I saw a great meme. It was like, listen, I won this woman's swimming uh, tournament fair and square. And if you don't believe me, you could suck my suck dick. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, have you seen the one of her and J- her, him, him and Jim Carrey oh, side by side? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. Dude, I fucking, this Leah Thomas thing is a fucking joke. That's the male swimmer uh, that one. T- but t- speaking of it, did you see Trump in his fucking, uh, you know, we'll get into a little more about uh, Truth Social, Trump, our takes on all that. We're already at the two hour and fucking. That's fine. And last time everyone complained to us, fucking, oh, it was only an hour and a half. It's like, all right, so we're going to give you 220, 225. Except for Shut Kurt. Kurt's the only person that liked the length of it. Yeah, Kurt told us we need to keep it shorter, so we're going to go longer because fuck Kurt. <laughs> um, we got Bill now. We don't need Kurt. Oh, uh, yeah. By the way, you know me and Bobby try to drag him on here every day. I, we're getting a little bit closer. The best like, part definitely- about having Bill on is that he has no desire to be on this show. You know? Oh, no, he doesn't want to be on at all. No. That's what I love about no. it. It's like, you, and the good yeah. thing, the good thing for, uh, sorry, what are you going to say? No, I'm just saying, like, if you bring somebody on that's like either a fan of the show or really wants to be a guest, like, you know, you hear it, you, you can kind of hear it in their voice. Like, he has no right. desire to be here. No, he doesn't want to be here at all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, night, the, the funny thing is that it'll actually be better when we're not in agreement. Like this one, he literally watched this last night. We were all in agreement. So this, he was like, I figured this is a good entrance, you know, where he's agreement. But it's going to be great when we're fucking talking about lizard people. And he's fucking just like, you motherfucking stupid motherfuckers. Like in the Discord. Oh, man. Like, See, this is why I think lights like. lights us on fire. You dumb fucking idiots. It's not fucking the moon. It's fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> You do a good impression. I mean, it's true. And that's why I think the the no mercy community element of it in the Discord is going to be 10 times better than, than the podcast because it's going to be two-way. And you listen, you're going to hear a lot of shit at 4 a.m. that you will not hear on a podcast, too. That's the other mm-hmm. thing about it. Behind the, the closed wall, you know, in, in the community, you're going to hear a lot of shit. You know, it's similar to where, like, uh, I, I hate to use Stern, but when Stern left basic fucking radio for Sirius, and even when you get further away from Sirius and stuff like that, there's just a whole nother level of freedom as far as what you can say. Yeah. Like, Tommy yeah. will probably talk about the Jews way more in the, in the Discord. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dope. We go hard <laughs> late at night. <laughs> we go hard when that clock hits. Two o'clock. <laughs> I don't need Tommy G after dark. Don't get started until <laughs> two, three. Dude, I, I, you know, you know, I was up in there after being up in there the whole entire fucking Saturday into Sunday uh, and up in there Friday. Do you know I was in there again last night till 530 in the morning? Tom, I went to bed and then woke up to take a shit at four o'clock in the morning and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. <laughs> no. Oh, how, how was our conversation? I, mean, I was, was in good? there for 20 minutes, I think. Uh, I forget. I, I remember 
going in there and you sent a picture of what looked like a back staircase with a bunch of boxes. It wasn't a dick pic, was it? Nah, I don't know what you were talking about. Something about right. like how weird your apartment complex is. Yeah, no, it was crazy windy out. That's what was going on. So it was probably, it was nuts outside. Like it was like fucking, I thought it was going to be like Dorothy. But uh, I walked outside and it was just fucking cardboard boxes fucking everywhere. Like from the people across the street who put all their boxes out and the wind just whipped it up, threw it all at my house. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was taking pictures of that. Okay. But um, yeah, at least it wasn't dick pic. I hate when I, I thought there was a 0% chance we record today, but I was shocked to see that you were. I mean, you guys just, you guys just can, I actually, you know what? I do remember you popping in. Yeah. Cause I remember thinking that you were popping in to check on me or tell me to go to bed. Well, I mean, kind of, but I kind of got, <laughs> I kind of got over that. How late did I drag you in there though the night before though? I, I dragged you. It was out. six a.m. You wanted, you wanted, you wanted time. to leave at like three. Yeah, I wanted to leave at three, and I, I think you know what's fucked is that it's fucked my sleep schedule up for the next six days. That's when I I know if I could do it a couple days in a row, I got you for a week. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually only slept for four hours last night. So I actually didn't uh, didn't accomplish my mission of sleeping as much. Well, the as Irish exit's the only way to get out of it. You know, it's the only oh, way yeah. to fucking get out. I hate the out. new Irish eggs. I don't want to punch you right in the fucking mouth. <laughs> the only, I'll the get a text from you 30 minutes later like, hey, man, did you leave? Yeah, I fucking left. I, have- I hate it. I hate it. It <laughs> fucking makes me so sad that the fun's over. I know. I know. Because uh, sometimes you get caught in there by yourself and you're talking. Well, if I'm all fucked up, who knows what the fuck I'm doing. I don't think you care who's in there as long as you wrote fucking somebody Fucking lines pounding tequila. And it's like, I just need a human to speak. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why Iconic is like critical. Yeah. You know, like, because he's you know, always it, up late talking about fucking anything. You do the same thing like sociopathic women do where they have these oh, thanks. thanks yeah they have these things called time hoes mm-hmm. like you know where mm-hmm. like you think you have a chance with this girl so i'm a sociopathic woman okay cool. yeah like like mm-hmm. we are your time hoes mm-hmm. you know like we are meaningless mm-hmm. to you but as long as one of your time hoes that you call just like you, if you have a rolodex of fucking women that you call um you don't matter you don't care who shows up as long as someone's there to help entertain at that point mm-hmm. I mean, yes, um, I actually, uh, my sex life has gone down dramatically. Yeah. Um, partially by choice, trying to keep the demons out of my penis, <laughs> Bobby, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's basically, it's just, you need someone to fucking, uh, you need to fill a gap. Right. How about that? How about that little analogy? Yeah, I mean, where are your putting late a night penis, tip? Putting a penis in a vagina is like filling a gap. No, I, 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 I got it. Gap. I was trying to you go away it. from it because it was terrible. Did that come through the mic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but next next show, we'll talk a bit, little bit about fucking Trump. Uh, I'm coming around a little more. Like, listen, I was never gone. Starting like it, I, I'm like a sliding scale, right? Like, I feel like everyone in this fucking movement is just either completely fucking batshit retarded on one side or completely fucking retarded on the other side. It's right? weird. I'm on the other aisle with this Trump thing. Right, so you're you're drifting away as I'm. Kind of, we're kind of like a two boats passing in the wind. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, the, uh, that's some crazy ass wind. So like my wind, <laughs> you should have seen the wind that blew the garbage shit <laughs> on my steps. That's a swirling wind. Yeah. So uh, the I'm coming a little bit. I kind of like what he's saying right now because he's hitting climate change. Like that's like the vaccine shit pushed me like like move me this way. The climate change is kind of. When he said fucking, dude, it's the greatest line I've ever heard. Yeah. Did you hear the line at the rally when he said like, they're worried about the fucking oceans 300 years like, from now? You know, like the ocean's going to rise one millionth of an inch. One 300 fucking a, years from now. 300 fucking years from now. 
But he knows if he throws the F in there, it's the same thing with the slap. Yeah. If he throws smart. the F in there right around the midterms, it's going to bring attention to him. And my question is, where the fuck has he been? Oh, no, we're going to go heavy on that. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, Where's, that's where was that F-bomb in the last two years? Yeah. I mean, that's I, Listen, that's why when I say I'm sliding a little bit over, like, bro, I moved from 100... I think I was never 100%. I moved from 90 to, like, 50-50. Like, is he a good guy or bad guy? And now I'm at, like, 55. Like, I think I'm moving more... I was right on the fence. I actually was more bad than good. Thought he was more bad guy than good guy for a period recently because of his disappearance. Now I would say I'm back in the middle. So I'm back on the, I don't have a stance on him. Guess who gave like a million dollars me, to the Trump campaign? Who's that? Steve Cohen. All right, so I'm 49% Trump. <laughs> but he also 51%. gave to Andrew Yang and Christie. So it's really like, there's no party affiliation. It's all Listen, I Listen, the bottom line is, I grew up learning that billionaires are pieces of shit. Yeah. And then this whole movement turned into worshiping a billionaire. So, so I, I, I moved I, the needle back to 49 with that. Yeah, no, that, that motherfucker. Similar to to Bill Rupp's pause when you asked him if Will Dr- Dr- uh, Smith drank baby's blood. That's all I care if is if I move your percentile. Well, you know what, Bobby, I'm going to let you end on a win. So we're <laughs> going to shut this down with you and a win. So uh, make sure you guys follow us if you want to follow me on Truth Social. It's Tommy G Returns. Twitter, Tommy G Returns. Instagram, Tommy G Returns too. So it makes it very simple. Tommy G Returns on all of them. You should find me. Uh, Truth Social. Uh, I'm actually a. Uh, I haven't really used it that much. I'm posting there a little bit. I'm starting to get a little active. It's got to get all the fucking bugs out. We're going to do a whole thing on that next episode. Well, I know Bobby wants to go all in on Truth Social. Hmm. But um, Bobby, what's your Truth Social? I, I don't have one and I, nah. I won't get one. <laughs> I just and think. We'll tell I, you why next yeah, episode. Okay. Just uh, so follow your, me on other handles. Follow me on handles? normal media at Bob's Lessons, B-O-B-S-L-E-S-S-O-N-S. Uh, Rather Twitter than on Instagram. an echo chamber. Yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it is. It's pretty exhausting. What an egotistical truth social. Like, (laughs) it's a stupid name. It's a stupid name. It's like you don't send tweets, you send truths. Oh, is that what they call Uh, it? Yeah. I'm out, dude. Like, (laughs) that's like we didn't send parlor. Like, what do you say? Like, oh, did you hear Tommy's truth earlier? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. You know how much? Listen, I'm all about (laughs) getting information, and there's going to be a ton of disinformation, just like with anything else. (laughs) You know? See Tommy's truth. I posted a truth today. (laughs) So gay. That's the worst thing ever. Uh, It doesn't work either. I know you're going to end up not using this thing. No, I'm never going to use it. I mean, mean, hopefully I do. Like, hopefully they fucking make it functional and, and good and everything's good. Like, supposedly, I guess it's not supposed to be officially launched until you know april 1st or something was the initial date so we'll see i just i don't i'm not very confident in it uh i just went over there because it's like fuck it a lot of our people are there and fucking you know there's a lot of people i don't like over there and there's a lot of people i do and fucking fuck it yeah i just i know we're gonna talk about this next episode my thing is is that conservatives are doing the same things that piss me off that liberals did six seven years ago they're exhausting. Yeah, it's and the I know. same fucking shit that the liberals did that made me just like just jump off the boat. Yeah, it, it, I actually told you on the phone the other day. Um, this is again, this was supposed to be the topics for this podcast. It was supposed to be about what we're kind of touching on right now. And then the Oscars and Dave Grohl happened. <laughs> so, you know, obviously that got bumped a little bit to the next episode because it's not time sensitive. But um, I agree with you a lot. I will not only I went. I was a libertarian. First of all, I was nothing, right? Then I became a libertarian um, back 20, 30 years ago before half these fucking idiots talking about politics even knew what politics were. 
uh, became part of the Ron, Ron Paul revolution. So that was my boy forever, still is. And then I became a Republican. And now I've moved to conservative because I've been so embarrassed over the last six years of the Republican Party. And now I'm not even a conservative. I'm just Tom. Yeah. So I won't even, because I feel like even now conservative puts me too close to those fucking batshit fucking nut jobs. I just don't want to be. I got to get so far away from them that I'm just fucking independent again. Similar. I mean, I'm obviously going to vote there, but I just can't be there. Like, fuck those people. Yeah, it's just it's something that, like you were saying, even the word conservative is like fucking. No, it's it's changed. It's starting to get to in that a year. Point. Yeah, yeah. It's my, changed in a year. My yeah, last thing year. is similar to Jack McKinney's free flowing offense for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, wow. I am in a free flowing state of thinking where whoever has the ball at the time, whatever dictates at that time, that's where I'm going to be. And I'm not going to force anything. I'm not going to force yes. an offense. I'm not going to force the ball into the low post just so that, you know, not Hakeem. Find an opening. Find an opening. That's it. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like we went a little, uh, we've all been, we've all, everyone in this world has had a time where we went too all in on something, whether it was a political belief, a mentor, a hero, an athlete, a girlfriend, a wife, a fucking religion, whatever it is. The key is to learn from it and not do it again. So yeah, well, that I, side has not learned and they're still the same fucking retard. They were fucking four years ago. It's just now instead of them being on our team where it's like, let's go. Like we're all on the same team. Like who cares where you get the information? Who cares what you do? Like, let's go. We're all trying to do the same thing and accomplish the same goal. They're not trying to accomplish. No, no. They're trying to be right about three years. Well, ago. it's the same That's thing with entertainment. Like the Norm McDonald's of the quote unquote conservative movement are no longer have account. Tropical paradise. Yeah. What? Sorry. I was playing wheel of fortune. Oh, okay. I was just watching, watching Wheel of Fortune. Okay, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the Norm McDonald, so it's basically like, you know, all your friends are gone and all your enemies have blue check marks. So all the Norm McDonald's are fucking, of the conservative movement or whatever you want to call it, are gone. They're erased right. and all the fucking just cringeworthy, oh. cucky comedian types, you know, of the conservative movement. Now they have blue check marks and it's so, oh. fu- it's as cringe as the, the cucky comedy that's out there. And the people who had no following, you know, in 2016, who now have huge followings and think they're fucking just the best mm-hmm. because they just virtue signal all day. You know, the two people um, retweet. If you think Biden has dementia, you know, like, like retweet. If you think the FBI, we should ignore all three letter society. Like get the, that's a fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Just go away. Just, just go. Just get the fuck <laughs> out of here. If you're, if fucking, if more than one in 10 tweets end in a question mark, you're a bitch. Okay. You're a clout chasing cunt. That's who you are. Okay. I go on Twitter to tell people what I'm thinking. I don't go on there to ask everyone to put impressions on my tweet. If my tweet's dope, it'll get impressions by itself. I didn't write threads asking questions. I write threads giving facts. You know, like that's, I hate the fucking, no, I'm not, I don't want to go in there. I hate to question askers. Stop putting question marks on your tweets. One out of every 10. You can. And the fucking stop. Yeah. And my, be, I, I think black conservative Twitter is equally as cringe as Ugh. white liberal Twitter. Yeah. You know? It's gotten gross. Like, it, it's the same type of shit, man. It's like the apologist. Like, you're apologizing oh. for all black people. You're apologizing. It's like when, when all the white people were like on their knees, like, you know, kissing the feet of like black, you know, BLM Terrence leaders. K. Williams. Shit. Yeah. 
you on the opposite, you got your Terrence K. Williams and your David Harris Juniors and all that stuff. Like, like I mean, it's one thing to post a video of like a, a black dude like beating up a white dude in a Walmart or something, but like when that's your entire fucking platform is being an apologist like you're in it for the clicks and because you know the people you're who you're and following the white people are just sharing it and following because they fucking want to show that they're supporting a black guy because they know yeah dude gonna, it's it, the black guy's gonna fucking give us a better chance like they're using on, each fucking, other man if you think about fucking it horrible the followers and the, they're listen, using each other that like like my whole thing we're going into the podcast trying not to go into the podcast but my whole thing with turns k williams was he's a fucking punk like, I'm sorry, you could say whatever you want about how great he is. You just love him because he's black. Because you could say, look, black people like Trump too. That's the only reason why you fucking love him. If he was really trying to make an impact and really try to convert African-Americans over to the conservative movement, over to Team MAGA, he wouldn't wear the red fucking hat. Mm -hmm. Because I can't, and I tried, I talk, tell this story all the time, my buddy Corey, I was trying to red pill him and I was succeeding and I wanted to show him a Terrence K. Williams video, but I couldn't because he had the red hat on, the MAGA hat. I mean, that's so he would have immediately yeah. been turned off by it. Uncle going, Tom, I'm not going to listen to this guy. He's an Uncle Tom. Yeah, he's a yeah. fucking Nazi. Fucking, he's you know. But so if you just take the fucking hat off, you'll actually be able to convert more people. But you don't give a fuck about converting people. You want to be well known. As the little black guy with the red hat on. He's like, he was like the carrot top of fucking. Yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, he's fine. I thought he was funny, but he's a prop. Yeah, he's a fucking no. His, I mean, his brand took a hit when, when that's the whole thing. His whole brand was based on Trump getting reelected. And then, you know, yeah, he's, he's, he didn't he's know what pump. to do after that. So. Trump was even like bringing him over. Like Trump was using him. He was using Trump. It was fucking. That's what I'm know, saying. Just like in wrestling, like you need a heel, you know, like, yeah. like you need a. That's a us. Protagonist. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? What the hell? All right, Bobby. But by the um, way, I set you up with an alley with the Jack McKinney thing, uh, L.A. Lakers, for you to say something about our new favorite series. And you, I was gonna. I, I didn't want to cut you off, though. I think I think you were going. I mean, when uh, when do I not want to cut I you used off? Used a fucking alley oop, and I know you didn't did. accept I didn't it. it. I was gonna say you guys need to. Mercy is for the weak. Uh, we do not train uh, to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. hasn't even started yet dude i can't wait. <laughs> they haven't even played a game yet i can't wait till they introduce the larry bird character so far they've been spot on with their um casting with their casting at first I, I wasn't on the pat riley casting with that dude with the big nose but uh, i think uh i think they did a good job how do you not know this is singer songwriter jimmy buffett i mean how i, I need to get on wheel of fortune dude <laughs> you know me and bill you know me and I, it's, dude it's literally fuck, it's fucking singer songwriter jimmy buffett like you gotta be a fuck. She just guessed C. Where's there a fucking C in this? <laughs> what do you think? It's his critters? She's, oh my God. Fuck. I, I can't. I, I, I can't watch Wheel of Fortune because I'm so much better than these people. It makes me angry. Um, there's a whole so YouTube me, of, of bad Wheel of Fortune fails. Oh, there, there was a recent one too, a really big one. There's some where like all the letters are there. Yeah. <laughs> they still fucking up. <laughs> the, uh, it was singer songwriter Jeremy Buffett, by the way, for those, for those listening at home. Uh, me and Bill have a plan when we retire. Uh, if you'd like to join us, I know you know about it. Um, I think you'd be a great fit because you're slanging video games. You could sling them from city to city. Mm. We're buying an RV, and this is this is really going to happen. Uh, we're buying an RV, and we're going to travel the country, 
state to state in the RV, and he loves game shows. Oh, so we're gonna travel. He's obsessed. He watches Prices Right every day, and we're just Bill's gonna go and compete in game shows, and I'm gonna go do like Storage Wars type shit. That's what I so want to do. I want to go like fucking like just drive around the country and like fucking just search for things and go on missions and explore and maybe try and find gold in a mountain one day. And then <laughs> gold fucking, in a mountain. You know, go mark off a bunch of fucking estate sales and just go get all the junk and then see what, if I could find anything valuable and you could just fucking slang 64 bit rock. Yeah. That plastic 64 rock. Big rock. Crack rock. Oh, my drug yeah. deals are getting more and more dangerous. My video game transactions, they're now like I mean, extending into two o'clock in the morning, like we're I mean, going into other people's houses. I made you stay on the phone during your last one. Yeah, so. it, it was the second deal I'd made with this dude, except this time, you know, I was like, well, he I didn't fuck you in the ass. No, he didn't. But we had to drive to a bank to get. The cash I mean, out. I can't with you. dude. You're, there's <laughs> going to be a fuck. That's such a the video game world is such a creepy pedophile world. <laughs> no, dude. Like this. And, you know, and you post the fucking pictures of these fucking weird unkempt hairy <laughs> fat fucking like hey, look at my super mario brothers game and they would clean their house and why fucking do they six all weeks. smell like shit and their nuts are fucking in the picture <laughs> and fuck girlfriend's pussy was in one of the pictures that you posted remember that the fucking yeah. chick's vagina on the they left all side smell like stale dick because they sit home and play fucking video games all day, you weirdo. You're supply. You're the region they smell like stale dick. People like you slinging slinging plastics. I'm, I'm no worse than the heroin dealer. You are. You are. You are. I think. You know what? We'll add this to the list for the next podcast. I think video games are the most corruptive thing out there. I think they're almost as bad as drugs. I think and they're we'll worse, man. It may be, and it leads to the metaverse. Oh, we got to stop. We're starting another podcast. All right. All right. Um, Bobby, final words. No, I mean, just follow me on normal fucking media at Bob's Lessons. Uh, and you need to get in our Discord, whether or not it's four deep or when we get this uh, No Mercy thing up and going, because I think that's where the real fun's going to be. You know, you can get out of yeah. the DMs and into a public forum, but, you know, and it's going to, I think it's going to be uh, totally different than the, the number one thing with me is with this community, it's never been sexy. It's never been two way. It's never been fun. Um, and, uh, I'm tired of that, uh, being associated with, uh, you know, with, with what we do. Listen, I tried to make it sexy when I put my fucking gray sweatpants, dick pic all over the internet. It was a good start. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it again well, I'm, by accident. Yeah. We'll see. So if you want dick pics, um, again, always leave the DMS with a photo. That's uh, one thing. You should do that through your text with me, Bob, too. Uh, and then uh, make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you subscribe. Go fucking subscribe to the podcast. And how about you leave a fucking review? How about that? Leave a fucking review. And don't link the review. I wish there was more mercy. No mercies. Write that on fucking Twitter, asshole. These are fucking people fucking looking at our podcast, deciding if they want to listen. So it would be really nice if those of you who love us go and write two nice sentences on there. So the new people go, oh, well, look at this. People like this thing. Um, or don't. Fuck you. I don't care. But uh, we will be doing the uh, site soon. We're going to be uh, out of sight, out of mind. Let's go. Oh. We're fucking killing this. Um, so we will be doing the site soon, uh, shortly. And uh, merch, the whole nine fucking communities, forums, everything. It's going to be fucking awesome. So uh, stay tuned. Um, that's it. That's it. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfucker. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh.
mercy. Get aim, get aim, no mercy.